Hello. And welcome to I Spit in Your Mouth. An ooky, spooky podcast. I am Dottie Spartans. And I'm Goliath Spartans. And we are your hosts through this shit show of a podcast. Like, for fucking real, though. <laughs> if you're still listening, you know, Mazel tov. And honestly, I want to say thank you to the people who have been listening. Uh, we have gotten quite a few listeners, and I'm not mad about it. I'm shocked. <laughs> I would not want to listen to this trash. I mean, I have to listen to it to edit it, and <laughs> we are kind of amusing. All right, I'll take that. I, like, I mean, you and I, we are garbage, and... I'm just, I'm still kind of, like, laughing about the comment that Gigi made, where she was like, if you guys keep self-deprecating so much, y'all are going to get sponsored by BetterHelp. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, you know what? I wouldn't be mad about that. See, it's not namaste. It's... Not on this day. Not on this day. Mm. And that means the garbage in me sees the garbage in you. (laughs) 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 Fucking Christ. (laughs) So, you know, if anyone from BetterHelp is listening out there, you know, we're ready. I think if we were sponsored by BetterHelp and LaMarca Prosecco, I think that would be a really good match made in heaven. Oh my god. That would be, I feel like that would be my personality in a nutshell. Like, bitch needs therapy, but also bitch needs a drink because she can't deal. Yeah. She can't deal. Bitch, half the time. bitch needs a Prosecco and a Newport, and she's like, good to go. Oh, not a Newport. <laughs> I'm not going, I'm not going back. I'm not going back. If I smoke a cigarette, it's going to be a non menthol because I love myself a little bit more nowadays. Oh, okay. Just a little bit. Just, like, just enough. <laughs> Just enough yeah, like, to not, not smoke Newport. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! But speaking of garbage people and just not on this day, how have you been? I have been doing... acting like I don't see you almost every day. I know I have been um, kind of a whore. <laughs> kind of is an understatement. I I have been just you know really flaunting the goodies all over town. I know we could tell via our podcast Instagram and also your personal Instagram. Listen. And the podcast Instagram has kind of turned into your personal Instagram. Listen, I have no problem showing off my body if it means we get more people to listen to us. How very fucking noble of you. If anyone wants to see my butthole, just inbox me, DM me. She has a picture. I do. She has a full picture. I have multiple pictures of my butthole. There you go. Well, because this is this is like the type of friendship where whenever you open your phone and you're looking for a picture, I always make sure I look away because I'm like, I don't want to see your colon. Yeah. I don't want to see your colon. You never I know. love you very much. I do not want to see your colon. I love you too. But I, I, I would, you know, I would, I feel the same way about, you know, your intimate bits. Yeah. Love you. Don't want to see him. Yeah. That's fair. That's fine. Whereas like testicles and I like. I'll show her my butthole every day. Just be like, how does this look? Is this a good picture? Is yeah. the lighting all right? Is it- <laughs> I'm like, how's the lighting? Does it look a little too shadowed? Does it look dirty? Uh, because well, it's not. You know, well, that's the thing is, listen, I, test, testicles in her bleached butthole. I need to make, she's the professional. Listen. She's a professional when it comes to buttholes. So I want to make sure that I get her approval before I send it to anyone. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah that's fair. <laughs> I feel like that's like the good person to go to in regards yeah. to buttholes. Absolutely. And how about you? How's things with you, Gulia? Oh, fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um, work. 
I had a fun little bit at urgent care. I fucking hate urgent cares. I hate human doctors. Sorry if anyone out there is a human doctor, but you're probably trash. Um, I mean, you're a human, so yeah, you're guaranteed to be like, trash Like, already. you're halfway there already. Um, but yeah, I'm okay. And I am not concussed, which I thought I was, but they had to do a fucking CT to determine that, even though I was like, girl, that seems a little excessive, but whatever. Because mm-hmm. God forbid something happened and I decline i like denied the fucking ct recommendation on my workman's comp i would have been fucked yeah no that's no fun but yeah besides that that. (laughs) okay just chilling okay enjoying the last bit of fall before winter comes i know it's starting to get really chilly and um i mean as much as i'm very excited to break out my sweaters um i am not excited about the cold I don't dislike the cold, but, like, the getting dark at 4 p.m. is oh, yeah. bullshit. It's rough. It's rough. It does get a little a little tough sometimes, because I'm like, oh, cool, it's, like, 12 o'clock, I'm ready for bed. No, just kidding, bitch. It's 7 o'clock, and you ate five dinners, and you're drunk, and you have to stay awake for And a being the spoofy little bo- goth babies that we are, you know, you would think that we were like, yes, the dark, but no, no. <laughs> We like to see. <laughs> yeah, I think that's just pretty much it. I like to, like, see things and know where the fuck I'm going. That's about it. It's I helpful. I am not well-equipped to see in the dark. But anyway, we have a really fun guest coming on we today. We do. Before we talk about that, why don't we pop this bottle of Prosecco? Oh, fuck it. I think See, I tried to do important. something, and I fucked up. No, it's okay. I fucked I just, up. This is why I don't do anything. I'm just... I, I just can't This is why wait. I show up late. <laughs> I contribute nothing i just couldn't wait any longer i just really it was staring at me and it was like you know it's funny i could wait a little bit today because of all of the the rosé that we we drank yesterday yesterday. (laughs) yeah if you think that we're garbage then you're correct because yesterday we drank a lot of rosé now we're gonna drink some prosecco and then finish off the rosé that we didn't finish yesterday (laughs) but without further ado here's the celebratory popping of the prosecco get ready julia prepare yourself i'm scared (laughs) Ooh. I get such anxiety every time, and I love how we're pouring in a glass that is not the glass. That's fine. It's not the glass because you broke the glass. It does look quite lovely, doesn't it? It does. It's beautiful. This is going to be another fun episode where I'm double fisting coffee and Prosecco. Listen, th- that's what <laughs> you got to do I feel like I sometimes. got a little manic last time. I'm you like, did. It was Erica. lovely. She got to deal with my fucking crazy hey i'm really caffeinated but also drinking wine we love that for you uh so now that we have our prosecco poured uh we can talk a little bit about our guest uh his name is chris fox he is a new york city uh, photographer he is really fantastic his images are beautiful he did just recently did a whole series that were uh, horror movie inspired for Halloween. Yeah, they were really cool. They were really cool, and uh, and he's you know he's done a lot of horror imagery before. If you um, you know if you go to his photography page, Chris Fox Photography, you can scroll back through and see a lot of his really fun images. He has one that I love, and it's Frankenstein's monster sniffing a bottle of poppers, <laughs> and it kind of makes me excited. So yeah, no, it's really fun because it's a lot of like queer horror photography and we were here for that that's what we are a queer horror podcast so that makes a lot of sense so get ready 
because we're going to call the spirit of Chris Fox to us from the afterlife. So it is time for you to... And bitch, we're calling collect. Oh, yes, we are. Because <laughs> I ain't paying for this shit. <laughs> I ain't paying those charges. No, thank you. So please lower your lights. Light a few candles. Take out your Ouija board. And get ready to invite the spirit of Chris Fox into your home and possibly into your hole. I'm not sure. Ooh. We'll find I out. I like what you did there. Right? I, I thought I liked it. I thought it was fun. Is there anyone there who wishes to speak to anyone here? We're calling out to the spirit of Chris Fox. Chris Fox, can you hear us? Are you there? Are you Are you feeling that, Gulia? I might be feeling a little something. I, feel, I think you're feeling it more. I feel a little tickle around my hole. I'm I was not gonna sure. say, I feel like I'm seeing it happen actively. It's it's pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> Slight haunting feeling in a, my butthole. A light burning. <laughs> Chris, are you there with us? I am here. Yes. <laughs> oh, what, what a what a deep I know and 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 haunting groan from the other side. <laughs> Chris, welcome. We're so excited to have you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. You know, uh, we were trying to figure out, you know, who we wanted to be our guest mm-hmm. for this episode and. We were like trying to think who, and I was like, you know what? I would love to get Chris Fox on because I loved your recent horror photo collection that you did. Yeah. And I was sharing it with Gulia, and but I didn't have your contact info, so I just reached out to Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> it so. follows spells. Maddie's usually the guy to get to. Everybody, everybody knows Maddie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah thank you yeah absolutely we're excited that you're here with us and you know we we're we're looking forward to a real fun interview well uh yeah me too i um i finally listened to you guys this morning i listened to a, like three of your episodes and oh god um, I'm sorry yeah it's all right it was good with coffee <laughs> i wake up early so i was kind of like just putzing around the house listening to you guys you guys are very um you're my people i think so um though I want to just start off real quick just by saying that I disagree with something I heard this morning and I wish that I could like called in, but I couldn't, you oh, know, no. but I was like, I was like, thank God that I'm talking to them today so that I can bring it up right away. Like, I think in your second episode, I heard you guys say that you thought werewolf people were weird. Uh-oh. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to start our relationship this way and put you on blast. No, right it's okay, that. honestly. We've been waiting we, for this moment. Yeah, we could take it, and we've been wanting to hear from somebody. I almost kept listening just to, like, I was like, I get the gist of it, we can talk about things, but I was listening just to hear somebody defend werewolves, and it wasn't happening. No so one ever like, does. No, no oh one does. I'm so glad that I'm here. If I... <laughs> maybe later in the interview i'll show you i have a a poster this big art print of like a go-go dancing werewolf with his panties on oh i love <laughs> kind of going that. like this um right over my bed and like right before maddie and i started dating i put out like an ad you know out into the ether that was like i'm taking applications for a werewolf boyfriend you just have to like watch me shudder and like cuddling with me in bed Sex and then you ended great. up with maddie so <laughs> and then maddie just like he called 
he called in on that ad like a month later and i was like oh the, the universe is wonderful sometimes um there you go but i just yeah if anything today i just want to make werewolf listeners feel okay because i think they're sexy yeah. i don't understand how they're not sexy i mean but... i think i think for us <laughs> it's just like borderline a little I don't think that it's that it's the werewolves themselves that are not sexy. I think it's some of the werewolf enthusiasts, right? <laughs> that are yeah, strange. oh, totally. It's like how like vampire likers a lot of the times, like vampire fans, like borderline other things. Like maybe they were into the Renaissance Fair, or yeah, you know. and that's honestly kind of <laughs> fucking like weird, <laughs> like crystal magic. Not really yeah. my thing. Um, yeah, no, I I feel like I'm a I'm a witch, but a very very much an admirer of werewolf culture but i don't think they're like furries or puppy play or any of that like it's more like someone kind of growling at you and having like a furry a furry (laughs) build that is sort of a like a kind of guy i think that's like my favorite i think an actual like furry man is like a different thing than i just i picture like an actual furry enthusiast like yeah no, dressing that's up never, that's never good <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's never it's never okay like i just picture someone dressing up in the full like dog costume and like opening their little flaps and like just penetrating each other i just can't imagine the smell that comes out of that flap oh my when they god open it. right <laughs> the smell that must that must ooze out of that flap <laughs> I've, I've never really thought of werewolf flaps before. I mean, it brings me to like, what is that howling with like, where they're marsupials? That's kind of borderlining on that, like howling three or something where they're I, like I know. kangaroo werewolves. Very yeah, yeah, no, that was odd. <laughs> that was cho- like, that was a choice that they made that I was like, I, I think I'm going to have to stop this right now. So I never actually watched all of it. It's <laughs> one of the many under. movies. It has like a better poster than a movie, you know, like so many of them where you're like, I want to see that. And you're like, that's, mm. yeah, that's the problem is that like some cool cover art really gets me into something. And then I'm watching and I'm like, oh my God, what did I sign up for when I like started this? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I feel bad stopping like halfway or a quarter of the way. I'm like, I should really just like stick it through. And I'm like, I can't, I'm out. I'm, I'm done. I don't want to waste <laughs> any more of my time. Yeah, it's rare that that happens with us, but it does every one every once in a while. But you know, shit happens. <laughs> you, you, all you can do is try. All you can do is try. And, and I think we try very hard. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a bit of an overstatement. So why don't we jump on in to this interview, right? Yeah. So Chris, what is it about the the spooky life and horror that? you're drawn to why what is the first thing that you can remember when you were like yes i love horror this is this is an integral part of my life well that's tricky see like i've yeah i've gotten asked this a a bunch and uh and it's always kind of funny to me because i remember from my childhood i remember being really really scared of stuff like anything horror really freaked me out i was kind of a chicken anything that was like a legit horror thing even like like i said like you know with the howling three poster art it was like i remember like the blob poster scaring me to a point where i had nightmares or like fright night poster was so scary to me like i went to therapy as a child because of gremlins <laughs> um, <laughs> i i don't mean to laugh no, I love that. It's, it's funny like i'm bringing it up because it's ridiculous i and like i had to see a therapist for a considerable amount of time because I was addicted to the movie Gremlins and I would watch it every single day as like a latchkey kid when I got home to the point where then 
there was like an inter- intervention and my, my mother had to like hide the video cassette somewhere <laughs> and I would search everywhere and I would find it. I even, she put it in a glass case once so that I could see it, but I couldn't watch it and it was like locked. And I broke the glass case, like wrapped my hand in a t-shirt, broke the glass case and then blamed it on the dog and like watched the movie and then put it back in. I put the case like a jar so I had to see a therapist because every night I would have like these nightmares like these blood curdling crazy nightmares that were way more graphic than anything that was in the movie like it would be like gremlins all over my body and my intestines would be spilling out and I'd wake up like night terrors yeah screaming. and sometimes I would have the same dreams about like Salem's Lot I remember Salem's Lot really like messed me up mm-hmm. like the kid at the window and even like freaking like dragon slayer scared me. Like I'd have like me in a nest of eggs and dragons fire everywhere. <laughs> so I didn't cope well with scary things at all as a kid. Like gremlins, like I I always loved that like gremlins and raiders of the lot. What is it? Uh, Temple of Doom and Poltergeist basically created the PG-13 rating because they messed yeah. so many kids in my generation up. Because we were like, there were PG movies that we would go see in the theater with your family and just like, Anuma, like you know, like Kalima, like yeah. people, like it was terrifying for us. So, so yeah, I didn't like it. I remember not liking it at all. I liked all the like '80s things that were like spooky comedies. That was probably my. That probably still is my favorite genre of movies. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like the '80s was like so pregnant, full of these things, like like Ghostbusters or yeah. Um, yeah, Beetlejuice or these things. That those were like my favorite things to watch, and they weren't scary to me. I didn't get cool with like horror, horror until I was around nine or 10 and I was at a, my mom worked in a restaurant and I was sitting at the bar at this restaurant and we had just gone to this big Canyon walk to go like walk and save Laguna beach Canyon. I'm from like Southern California. And uh, mm-hmm. there were all these speakers that I wanted to see, but we were like so far away from them. There were like these little tiny people that you couldn't see and you couldn't obviously meet them. And I was all disappointed, like sitting at the bar and the main person I wanted to meet was um, Robert Englund was going to be there. So I was like, I want to meet oh. Freddy Krueger. And like Freddy Krueger in like 1980, what was that? 1987, 86 was like the coolest thing in the world. You oh, know? Yeah. And then this, my mom taps me on the shoulder and this like <laughs> older gentleman standing next to her. And she's like, someone wants to meet you. And it was Robert Englund. Oh, but, my, but my little kid brain didn't know. Like I just saw him as Freddy. I had no idea what he looked like as a human. So I have like this like little grumpy little goth kid that's like, yeah, right. You know, and then he just like <laughs> leans in and does his voice to me. And I'm like drinking a Shirley Temple, and he like signed a napkin for me that said something like, like sweet nightmares or something. Your friend Freddie, yeah. and I had it on this like bulletin board next to my bed my entire childhood. And if kids came over and asked about it, I was like, oh, that's for my friend Freddie. And yeah, <laughs> just because he put like your friend in my little kid brain, I was like, <laughs> Freddie Krueger is my friend. And then I was never scared. I was never scared of stuff like that ever again. And it was the weirdest thing. So I kind of attribute it to being like Robert Englund's fault. Why all okay. of this happened. But I, I mean, honestly, I, I couldn't love see that. it as scary <laughs> anymore. Like it was like, it was, they were just people. And I was really into film in general and acting and all these things. But I was like, oh, then horror is my favorite because you've got to go nuts. You know, and just like people just go balls to the wall in horror movies. And that always just like inspired me. And then, yeah, literally I was a little kid walking around thinking Freddy Krueger was one of my besties. So... I kind of am like borderline obsessed with that. I did something similar when I was a kid, though. I think I was, I just saw the movie Hook in theaters, which is so non R related, but such a great movie. And I picked up a phone and I think I dialed like the operator or 911 or something. And I asked to speak to Captain Hook and they did a voice on the phone. And I was like, oh, Captain <laughs> Hook is my best friend. <laughs> there you go. 
And I'll remember that forever, too. Like, forever. I'm like, bless that person, whoever the fuck they are, because they were like, this little shit kid just dialed 911 or, like, the operator and asked to talk to Captain Hook. Yeah. But I can, I, I can also identify with your kind of horrific fascination with Gremlins, because I was very similar when it came to, like, Tales from the Crypt. Oh, yeah, totally. Because I was, the Crypt Keeper scared the shit out of me. Like, <laughs> I was terrified, but I could not look away. Yeah. So it would come on, and I would, I would be, like, try, I'd be, like, hiding, but then peeking, and, like, hiding. Like, I was, it just, I could not stop looking at it. There was something, even though it scared me, there was something so fascinating about it. And also, this is ridiculous, but um, the same thing with Ernest Scared Stupid, which I think is the <laughs> dumbest movie ever. But the the troll in Ernest Scared yeah. Stupid was so terrifying to me, but I couldn't look away. Yeah, like couldn't look away. So I I get that. It's kind of like this. This is this is actually horrific. This is so scary. But I I do need to I need to see it because like there's something about that because it's almost like it's almost scarier if you hide from it. You know, yeah. if you don't see it, like your imagination takes over and it's like way worse. <laughs> oh yeah. I had nightmares about movies that I never saw as a kid, but I'd see a poster or a trailer or something. I remember oh, having yeah. nightmares about aliens, like alien and aliens and stuff. But I don't think I saw those movies that young. Like it was like, it was part of popular, popular culture, you know, and you see like a poster mm-hmm. and my night, my crazy, like creative brain can take things so much farther than you're yeah. actually seeing. Or like maybe I saw Spaceballs first or something, but that that shit was in my brain. (laughs) (laughs) Aliens, honestly, aliens, I did not see it that young either, but I had horrific nightmares about aliens all the time when I was a kid. And I just also want to note that you two are so much cooler than I am when I was a kid, because when I was a kid, I was obsessed with Rockadoodle. I mean, who doesn't love Rockadoodle? (laughs) Who doesn't love Rockadoodle? (laughs) No, like, had to watch it every single fucking day. I had Rockadoodle on, on VHS. Oh, my God. See, Rockadoodle's uh, a little bit beyond my time, but I my first animated movie I remember being obsessed with was Secret of Nim. That's the same guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, that yeah. was a dark fucking cartoon, but, like, the little, the evil owl and mm-hmm. Yeah, that rats. was Don, oh, Don Bluth, I think it was, I or think, something. Yeah. yeah, there's just something, especially when you're when you're a child and your imagination is so strong those they're, they're so impactful images like that so it makes a lot of sense fucking aliens <laughs> <laughs> fucking aliens <laughs> so chris why don't you tell us a little bit about your photography and how you use horror themes to inspire your work uh, it's it's become such a huge part of my work over the last like decade but i've i feel like mm, for my photography, I, I've I've been shooting professionally by accident, sort of since like I was eighteen. <laughs> so like since like okay. the nineties, I used to always photograph everything. I had like a little Polaroid camera. It was like a little Lydia, Lydia Deeds, you know, like walking around with my camera and taking pictures of things that I thought were important. And we used to move a lot, so I was kind of documenting my life all the time. And I did that all throughout like school, and then um, I was in college and still kind of just shooting people for fun um and we just do really weird what i called like gorilla photography you're like here's a plastic bag and it's making a blue light we'll put that right against your face and you know everything was like (laughs) disposable cameras i had no idea what i was doing and like you just like kind of play and one time i did that with some guy and uh he ended up being an art collector and a gallerist and he like showed my stuff to other people that were grown-ups and not teenagers and they gave me my first like solo show oh shit and then i started 
kind of doing exhibitions ever since then. Like it just kind of became this secret private thing that then became very public and it's just what I do. The horror series is that I do. I've started shooting them like the one that you guys were looking at the 31 days of Halloween. Yeah. I started doing that in 2012. The first like two years that I did it, I did it as like a marathon where I would literally shoot every single day for 31 days hell or high water and just see what happens you know and uh it was like hell <laughs> i was gonna say was that's no, that's a lot <laughs> it was like yeah the first year we had hurricane sandy here i remember like <laughs> shooting the last three movies three days before oh halloween God. and calling my then boyfriend and being like the subways and the trains are closed and the storm is like quiet and creepy so if i'm not home in three hours i probably died like send like people out God. looking for me and i'm carrying like tripods and like a big rough to do Bram Stoker's Dracula, all this shit like down the street. Like I have to finish oh my this God. series. Um, so it was, it's crazy. Uh, that started originally because I was like, I get like this postpartum depression after I have like a big project or a big show. And I had just like toured the UK for the first time. And I was like, super just like, you get home and you're like, all right, back to the world. And what am I going to do? And fuck. And uh, so I was like, I'm going to, I wanted to do this thing where I kind of like, shot scenes from horror films but changed the genders of the characters to kind of mm-hmm. illustrate how like queer people aren't really represented in horror very often and then there's these horrid stereotypes that have been going on forever of like the females being like these virgins or these whores and you know the men being like these psycho killers and I was like what if we made like the killers drag queens and women and what if we made all these little whores boys like I know lots of boys that we could put in these streets <laughs> and um just play with the gender of it and it's changed over the years like every year it's a little different what I'm trying to say is different but that's kind of where that began I needed like a big project that I was scared of to like folk dive into you know and I was like terrified of the idea of like how am I going to do this and just switching gears every day is crazy like like I'm doing a Hitchcock movie today and then tomorrow I'm going to do like basket case or whatever you know and like the vibe of every day is totally new it felt like film school like it was nuts. I was gonna say I feel like that like just hearing you describe it stresses me the fuck out yeah and then like <laughs> people will like cancel that day you know like and I the first year I was like being this purist where I had to create everything myself with my hands so like the oh, carry no. suit, like everything had to be me and then <laughs> I wanted to cast people of the opposite gender that looked a lot like the characters that are in the original movies you know so like the for like the birds for example I had like two different boys drop out and in New York City there's like no blonde people <laughs> which I <had> never noticed <laughs> until I was casting these movies and like how 90% of the female characters are blondes and I was like I have three guys to choose from you're gonna have to um, change it up um I'd like bleach that's my when own you're like hair. hello Southern California yeah I was Can like we please have everyone's some of you blonde. Yeah. <laughs> You just need one. You just need one gay guy who's going through a really tough time, and then he'll be blonde. Yeah. Give him like a week. No, ironically, when we were doing it this year, I was like, "Oh my god, this is like like a banquet. Like I have so many bleach blonde boys right now in my life because <laughs> of what we've all been through." I was like, Where "Like we everyone's going through it and going blonde. That's yeah. it. They're bleached on the so on the top, easy. and they're bleached on the bottom. There they're doing go. great. <laughs> it's like we could do every Hitchcock movie this year. We have all." <laughs> <laughs> the very like first that. time we ever did like a horror movie shoot ever was like in 2008 I did a shoot with Guillermo Diaz the actor and we were protesting Sarah Palin basically and yeah. we thought she was garbage because you know she was and um, she is yeah exactly <laughs> and uh 
So we did like this cute like Ghostbusters shoot with him where I covered him in green slime. That was like fun. And this was like my spacey days. So we were like, here, my space, here's my picture. And and then we did a, a psycho theme shoot where we kind of like recreated this like shower set and put taxidermy animals all over the walls. And then Guillermo had like these glasses. And then we wrote all of Sarah Palin's like catchphrases all over him. Oh, so God. it said, you know, like we were mostly protesting Prop 8, you know, because that was a big thing in Southern California at the time. And then, but it says, you know, like soccer mom and all this stuff was written all over him that's butcher knife and these crazy glasses so that was those are like the very very first horror pictures i ever did and then when we did it it was so fun i was like oh, i wish i could do this for every movie i love and then like you know five years later Lo i was and like behold. jump in let's do it and so then yeah the last like almost what eight years i've been every october that's what we do yeah <laughs> i was just talking about um the the image of Frankenstein's monster with the bottle of poppers, mm-hmm. which I <laughs> yeah. thoroughly enjoy so much. <laughs> that was like a surprise shoot. That one, that wasn't intended. Uh, Cause I did Frankenstein with Joey Arias, like the very first year that picture turned out, I think so like epic and I didn't want to recreate it. And then that person in that picture that you're talking about is my roommate Shelton. And he had come home that day from working a kid's birthday party. And that was like his, like horror makeup for the birthday party and he's like do you want to take some pictures and I was like yeah we have to like you look like that we have to do it and so the whole shoot is really funny it's like him being like Julie Andrews with a guitar and a jock strap and the poppers and we just played for an hour just did the worst the worst things the most non-child party appropriate things you could do but sometimes that's when the real magic happens exactly when you're just playing around and having fun like that's that's where it's at. Like, and also, for me, give me a bottle of Prosecco and let me go. And I'm good. Yeah. I, got, I got you. And also, like, I, lo- I love when you do something so innocent for, like, a child and then you just completely twist around and fuck everything up and turn yeah. it into something. He was like, it's been so wholesome all day. We need to just really mess up. <laughs> Before I wash this off, let's fucking, let's make some art now. I'm like, yeah, let's make some art. It's like, yes, please. Get the poppers. Absolutely. And make, and get, go get the get biggest the bottle poppers. of poppers. That's it. I should That's post the after shot of that too, because after he did it, he was like, We're really doing poppers. And then you just see Frankenstein being like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, so super good. Super method. So good. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a level of commitment that I cannot share. <laughs> yeah, we were we actually recorded a um like a, a an intro for another podcast. They were doing like a 30 uh, 31 horror horror films for Halloween. And so we recorded an intro for them and I was like, because we, we were like, oh, like, I'm Johnny Spartans, I'm Ghoulia Spartans from I Spit in Your Mouth and a Kiswiki Podcast, and we're, like, we're sniffing poppers and watching torture porn, and I was like, wait a minute, hold on. And I got up and I ran into my room, and Ghoulia's like, well, I am not doing poppers! I am not doing poppers! And I was like... It, well, it was also, like, 12 o'clock on a Sunday, I was hungover, I was and like, I was like, I'm not doing fucking poppers right now. That's, like, like the best time poppers. to do poppers, to on a Sunday. I was like, you don't have to do them, we just need to shake them by the microphone for the sound effect. Fucking relax. <laughs> and then oh we had God. a nice conversation yesterday about, yesterday about b- bottles of poppers and, and the sizes and um she's like no poppers come in little tiny I've bottles only ever like, seen the well small ones. let me tell you something there's an assortment of sizes <laughs> <laughs> we used to work there's at this... a plethora a cornucopia if you yeah, will perfect for this month it's a cornucopia <laughs> of poppers if we someone used... showed up at my house for thanksgiving with a cornucopia of poppers oh my god <laughs> invited <laughs> every year every year my my hole has never been so open <laughs> Well, I don't know. With the way you've been acting lately, it's been pretty open. <laughs> okay. 
Awkward silence. Don't call me out in front of our guests. <laughs> I was like, was so, like you care. I don't. So anyway, moving on. <laughs> so Chris, what is your creative process like? How do you come up with concepts like from the beginning until you know you get to your shoot? It's honestly, it depends on the shoot. I'm from the old school of like you you plan a li- as much as you can plan in the moment, you know, for what you want to do and what you want to see. But then you throw that away when you get to set and you just are in the moment with that person. So I'd say for portraits and for like normal, whatever, like for a basic, not basic, whatever. My work is always kind of weird and creepy no matter what it is. But it's like, you know, for for a, just a session with somebody, I, I will have some ideas that I want to do. But you kind of will have to speak through that person. That's kind of what photography is. Yeah, I, I find that I'm the most true to myself and my art when I'm lost in the moment with the person and you're just trying to follow up and like capture what they're doing you know the Halloween stuff it's almost the complete opposite like I'm so fucking anal with it like and it's like <laughs> lists and lists and lists and lists you know like I have to you know and I storyboard everything so that I kind of like figure out like what films I can do what's in a budget that I can do what ideas I have to make them kind of gay or interesting you know and then I just kind of like start casting people and figuring out what props we need and all that kind of stuff and then a lot of times like the first year we did it that was the only it was not going to be a thing I did all the time it was going to be this one time we're going to do 31 movies and be done and then year two had to happen because there was all this stuff that I couldn't afford or I couldn't figure out you know like there was a prop you needed that you couldn't get and then I was like well it's not complete like I felt like such a nerd like collector which I am you know completist that it was like this is like a collection now and I don't have like I didn't have Texas Chainsaw Massacre it can't be a whole horror movie thing without that so I had to do another year and it's kind of been like that every year because there's new (laughs) stuff that always comes out or we have different ideas or there's some things that I've wanted to do for years that I'm like I want to do a Jurassic Park picture but I don't know how to make a fucking T-Rex in my bedroom so I like (laughs) <laughs> we just stick a pin in it and put it for next year, you know? I was going to say, that's going to be, that's, I feel like that's got to be doable somehow. Yeah. You just have to kind of like, oh, yeah. Figure I have it out. ideas. COVID kind of messed up this year a lot. This year got yeah. real bare bones. Like it was like the first time I'd seen humans since March. And it was like one model at a time, people. And I basically cast it this year by people I miss the most, you know? Oh, so my friends it. got to be in it, you know? And like it was just yeah. kind of like, who are the people? I also was really conscious of like, I want to put more people of color in it this year um we actually have some great movies that have been coming out with people of color in it so i was like good we'll do annabelle and we'll do us we'll do all these things and and get out and get them all in the series but yeah this year it was just like i want to see my friends in the basement and we just kind of made the movies (laughs) that we could do like we did like night of the demons because that's just lipstick you know yeah get a cute boy some lipstick and you got your shoot um t-rex idea i have a really good idea i just need like a kinko's that's working and oh, I can't wait to see that. <laughs> I have cannot ideas. wait to see that. I have big ideas for when the world opens up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Which unfortunately will not be anytime soon. No. <laughs> we did though, no. like but, we're planning like Zoom shoots now and these all these yeah, it's silly crazy. things like that. I, I must say though, your um incorporation of they live into your like voting pictures that you did. Oh my god, that made me so fucking happy. Because yeah, that's one of my all-time favorites, and I was just like, and I was surprised about the lack of like tie-in that they lit. Like, I I was I wanted more people to do like an association association of they live with what's going on right it's now and what crazy how it's similar it is. It's the fucking same. Yeah, and my I boyfriend was, had like, never seen it, and we just like put it in like right you know right a couple days ago, and he was like, 
oh my god like there's some scenes that are almost unwatchable now which i yeah don't remember from the last time i'd seen it like the way they have like riot gear mm-hmm. there's imagery it's, in there that i was like this could be filmed this year that's crazy like absolutely it's it's kind of like fucking terrifying i actually rewatched it I want to say like a couple months ago after not having watched it for maybe a year or two. And I was just like, oh God, like it it hit so much differently with Mm -hmm. the atmosphere and everything that's going on right now that I was just like, oh fuck, I can't, I can't. Like I got really emotional and I actually kind of had to stop. It triggers our our trauma response Mm -hmm. is really what it is. Cause I mean, no matter what anybody says, what the things that we've gone through in the past year have been extremely traumatic. Yeah. You know, I mean, between between the protests, the riots, the the being shut in, in our houses for for months on end, it is it is a traumatic experience, and I think a lot of people aren't dealing with uh, or acknowledging that they are traumatized by what has been happening. Oh yeah, yeah. For so sure. it's it's completely understandable to be like you're watching this movie that oh I've watched this movie a hundred times I've watched it you know it's and then you start watching it and all of a sudden these scenes hit differently and they they're triggering these responses that they normally haven't so yeah makes sense it's it's a weird thing to having a entire planet go through trauma at the exact same time you know yeah and it's something that we terrifying. haven't experienced i'm actually really excited to see what kind of horror stuff comes out of this time period you know where people what people are writing and what people are creating or just planting the seeds for now you know yeah and it sucks because then you look at what's being put out there and what's being produced i am an avid hater of remakes Uh, avid hater of remakes and i like because i know a lot of people who have written small indie features and directed small indie features and try and hustle so hard to get it out there and people with these creative fucking ideas and then they're just like well let's remake halloween for the nine millionth time (laughs) and let's like Suspiria, one of the most beautiful movies ever. Let's just fucking do that. Like, I, it's just, it's a little maddening. And yeah, yeah, yeah. remaking stuff has been the bane of like my heart for so many years now. I, Mm -hmm. I feel like there's every now and then there's like these little exceptions to the rule where they play with something and kind of make it their own and and make it worthwhile to actually create something that's already been created. Uh, Like, and it's also really weird to me. Does this not? You're also like horror geeks like me like does it not bug you that they're not remaking things that are bad like yes that seems like the way you would win that game is like make something that should be good or like on paper seemed like a good idea like a yeah. lot, i was just talking about this with someone the other day like a lot of stephen king properties are wonderful books but shit movies yeah. you know like and, and there's a lot of them so like, like the, the 80s alone there's like nine movies that they have you know like <laughs> that who just didn't work you know and like but the books are good so remake that you know, like I heard they're making The Stand or The Stand has just finished filming. That's a good yeah. idea because that miniseries sucked, you know, like yeah. or what they did with It was really clever because It, as yeah. much as Tim Curry is fucking a brilliant person and everything, but uh, if you take him out of that movie, that's pretty garbage too. Like, so like, so I make say that. the same exact thing. Like, yeah, he has so many. So like, do that. Why are you going to remake Spiria, which is so singular and so creative and so somebody's like thumbprint? And I saw that remake and I had to watch it twice. The first time I fell asleep because I get like I get this goat syndrome where like certain things make me fall asleep. <laughs> like my boyfriend like laughs about it all the time. It's like things that are too action packed make me fall asleep. Like so every almost okay. every like superhero movie, I'm like, yeah, I saw it, and then I'll watch it again. And I'm like, I don't remember any of this part of Wonder Woman, and it's because I fell asleep because it was too much. <laughs> 
to Spirit, it was like I was in a theater, but the seat was too comfy and it was like reclined and it's like a three hour oh, movie. Fuck. And I was just kind You're of done. like, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going <laughs> to. And then I woke up in the end. I'm not going to ruin it because you, yeah, like I want you to see it. But like it, the end is so not what I remember from any part of Suspiria before. I was like convinced I was in the wrong movie or that something really was like, <laughs> what is this? Like, <laughs> oh my God. You're like, who moved me while I was sleeping? Suspiria has like the best soundtrack, the original, like the best soundtrack yes. of any horror film. Like Goblin soundtrack is everything. And the oh visual like, is everything. So, Goblin in general. I, oh my I, God. Uh, but like, so the remake, I was pissed when I, I was more angry about that remake being like announced than probably any of the other ones. Like I felt like it was like two visual artists. It was like a slap mm-hmm. in our face. And like Dario Gento. Italian cinema in general is problematic to me a little bit like in that I want to like it and I think that my type of person is supposed to like it and I watch them all but I can't say that I understand half the things I'm watching you know like I don't know that I'm following things and things that are dubbed drive me a little crazy so it's like a lot Mm -hmm. of stuff that I'm like but if you just turn the sound off visually they're all just like eye candy you know what they did to save Suspiria is they didn't do any of his trademarks you know like none of them like there's yeah, no I mean, like, creative lighting in it. There's no, the soundtrack is like Tom York, I think. Like it's not um, okay, but it's its own beast. So if you're gonna All remake right, I'll, something, I'll take that. the same thing with like Dawn of the Dead. Like I think I think the remake of Dawn of the Dead is maybe my favorite modern remake, but it's only the first twenty minutes, and I can watch <laughs> the first twenty minutes of that movie over and over again and be like, this is mind blowingly amazing. You yeah. know, like. It's a much stronger beginning than the original movie. But then the rest of the movie, it's like, whatever. But Sarah Polly yeah. just like, up to when she's driving through those streets and it kind of goes oh, yes. away. Zack Snyder knows how to just film things that you're like, oh my God, you know. And my my favorite modern remake, I think, was Maniac. With Elijah Wood? It was, yeah, it was completely fucking different in its own way. And it yeah. was, I love the way it was shot. And it, like... When I, that's one of my favorite all-time movies. When I first heard that they were redoing that, I was like, ooh, and they were like, Elijah Wood. I was like, oh my God, why are you doing that? I love that Elijah Wood's become like this little genre cookie now, you know? I know, but like. He's been in great things. I gave it the chance and I was like, I'm not mad about this. I was like very pleasantly surprised. I liked the way it was shot. I think it was like very creatively done and he nailed that like kind of he took the character and like made it his own in his own like creepy little elijah wood way Mm -hmm. so that's my favorite like remake which i was very surprised by because i didn't think i would like it yeah i i was doing this thing the other day where i was kind of like (laughs) i mean i was just being lazy and watching documentaries on tv but i was saying that i was educating myself for that i'm like honey it's cool i'm watching this for four more hours because i'm learning things but i was like educating myself on like 30s 40s 50s horror cinema because mm-hmm. i feel like i've seen like the things that everyone knows about you know the classic like universal stuff and like whatever like pick and choosy little things that everyone knows but i'm pretty clueless as to far as as like real compared to how i am from like the 60s on to now like i feel like i know every movie that's come out and seen them and and have opinions um, but I didn't really know. So I was like, kind of like watching to kind of absorb all this information. And something I thought about was like, holy shit. I mean, this might seem super obvious, but to me, it like blew my mind. Everything is remade. And the remake syndrome that we have right now isn't necessarily new. It just feels like it to us. Because I also point out that I think that horror films right now have been making more original 
creative, mind-blowing kind of imagery and or just storylines in general that I've never seen before in the last like 10 years than I've seen in the last 30 years. You know, like before when before we were remaking every movie from the 70s and 80s, it was just kind of rehashing plots from movies instead, you know, where it was like these slasher movies that were exactly the same over and over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And then we went in this phase, but it's like in the 40s and 50s, they did the exact same thing. And then in the 80s, we remade all the (laughs) movies from the 50s. Like, like two of my favorite 80s movies are The Fly and The Thing. And they're okay. both remakes of 50s movies yeah. that weren't very good. Or I like, I love Little Shop of Horrors, which is a remake mm-hmm. off of a shitty movie from that time period too. Like, yeah. And we don't, re- I never really pieced that together in my brain, you know, like where I was like, holy shit, like this isn't new. I mean, Hollywood's always had no ideas. It just takes like these new little avant-garde generations to come in and just push a bunch of new ones. Like the 70s did that in most genres of film, like not just horror, but like all over the place. Every All yeah. these young upstarts came in with these new ideas and they were like, finally, they just gave up and we're like, okay, make all your weird movies. And then the <laughs> 80s kind of like horror, I think was really creative in the 80s, like because it became underground again. And so people could make these movies for almost no money and just and yeah. draw all their ideas out there and be crazy. Now we have money behind it because they realize they make money. So they're like, well, let's remake all those movies in the 80s that did good. But there's these people, there's the people like, like Ari Aster, like that did Hereditary in Midsummer, or like, um, mm-hmm. um, what was his name, Robert Eggers that did like The Lighthouse and The Witch, or the directors that did, um, what was the guy, the guy that does The Haunting of Bly Manor and all the, and Hill House, like he did Hush and stuff. There's all these directors now that are making things that are incredible, or that movie Ready or Not, how they're going to do like yes. the next Scream movie. I feel like we're in this, like, in the the midst of like we're so noticing all the things we already recognize that we're kind of yeah. forgetting like but look at these nine other movies that were like that are so original yeah, yeah it's, that's like, it's a horror I'm renaissance thinking. right now well, it really is i and feel like it's feel the beginning yeah and i think that's exciting like and i'm glad that i'm like a horror artist in this time period like we're we have like this upstart like millennial generation x generation of people that are like we've grown up with these things and we love these things and we're yeah. mad that they're like taking the things we already know and like making them glossy you know mm-hmm. and we have ideas so yeah and like tying back to what we were talking about earlier i am so like and this is this is a detrimental time to the world and the united states in particular so i'm very excited and curious to see what music and like what film art comes out of this time period because i'm like i i'm i've been very disappointed by the lack of angry punk music to oh my come god out of the recent right? times <laughs> I'm like, why, why do we not have more like political punk? Like from what I remember when I was a child, I want more of this. And it's like, because the music industry isn't backing it, but no, it's not even like the music industry, so to speak, because I grew up like in the New York city punk scene and everything was so like raw. Yeah. But you can't go out anymore and listen (laughs) to music. So you can't like, you can't like those, those bands that would be making this angry punk music that you would go to cbgb's or you go to like the, you know some well, oh yeah we also city. have no fucking there's venues. no yeah, venue to go to there's gone. no but you can't go out and listen to music yeah. so it's like how are these people supposed to get their music out there so you have they're using social media but social media is so limited because of the algorithms and the, yeah. you know so it's like you put po- you're posting all of your original content but facebook decides what it wants to feature so if you know, if you're posting angry punk music, Mark Zuckerberg is like, nobody wants to hear angry punk music. (laughs) Yeah. Because Mark Zuckerberg is a fucking... Well, we also... White hat, and we're like, eh. And (laughs) it, like, ties into no venues left in the city anymore. 
like I, I was just thinking I used to go to the continental and like CBs and a whole bunch of other shit all the time when I was younger and there's no small venue for like upstart bands to play it's like Irving Plaza or that big shit in Times Square that I can't remember the name of right now <laughs> but whoever wants to go to Times Square it's true but yeah it's like it's like we're living in a very strange dystopian future and I don't feel safe but I want more basement shows more if basement I had a basement shows. If yeah. I had a basement, I, I have a I have a tiny laundry room. You can, there you go. <laughs> it's yeah, just my, enough room to get plowed. That's about it. It's really, my basement has become like my photo studio. That's where all those like horror pictures were shot this year. But like, but we definitely could do punk shows in our basement. There we sure. go. Right. <laughs> all right, we're coming over. <laughs> after we're after the over, pandemic, we're bringing socially um, distance mosh pit. Yeah, right. Like, we're bringing over a couple forties of Cult Forty Five and. <laughs> gonna be wild <laughs> sounds thrilling i'm an adult now <laughs> so you're drinking pbr yes okay <laughs> so, it costs a dollar more i'll do it so chris as i mean as you know horror and queer culture go hand in hand i mean you it's it's pretty much the the staple of your horror photography is mm-hmm. really bringing in these these queer this queer imagery and mixing it with horror why do you think that is why do you think that queer people and queer culture is so tied in with horror um (laughs) uh well (laughs) i was just like ruminating on this the other day i i've heard a lot that like we identify with these final girl there's a ghost behind you guys did you see (laughs) um we uh the ghost um basically like okay like lgbtq people you know we identify with these final girl characters with these survival stories because our lives very much are a a story of survival a lot of the time you know we're bullied and we have like these villains that we have to kind of overcome and we have to like you know save the day at the end of the day but we do it for ourselves it's just this empowerment thing we identify with this I was just thinking the other day that I don't feel like that I fit in that mold. So I don't know how true that is, at least on my viewpoint. Um, (laughs) I realized the other day that I identify with what I will call like the first girl. (laughs) Always. (laughs) Like, honestly, uh, I do too. So I feel that. And I was not the more I thought about it, I was tripping myself out. I was like, Oh my God, it's every single movie. Like everyone, my favorite character, the one that I see myself in is the one that gets it first, you know? Yeah. So like I'm, I'm never the final girl. I look at that and I'm like, no, I'm I'm the I'm the slut who yeah. dies first. Yeah. Or the innocent. Like I'm like the Jube more in the beginning that's like flirting for yes. a second. And then I was like, wait, you can see my face. Like <laughs> I do have a boyfriend. Leave me alone. <laughs> that reminds yeah. me of our girl Missy. She has um so I don't know if you listened to our our episode with Missy, Manku Giel. Oh, no, uh, but yet. she has she has a shop called Manku Shop where she sells like really really cool hard t-shirts. But she has she has a shirt that says, "I would never make I would never survive a horror movie. The slutty one always dies first. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I totally. I was like, yeah, I'm like trash in Return of the Living Dead. That like she really yes. has. yeah. <laughs> oh man like every yeah the, I'm definitely Tina and Nightmare on Elm Street and not Nancy. You know like. To have the cute boyfriend and I'm like getting like pearled around the ceiling. Yeah, Yeah, it was like, so I don't know what that says about me and my gay experience that I don't feel like I'm like surviving this battle. Like yeah, I always I always identified with Tatum in Scream. I was always like, yes, (laughs) nipples out, absolutely. Yeah, see, I have Russ McGowan here. 
That's yes. yeah, that's Rose oh, McGowan. Stop. <laughs> we love Rose McGowan. Right? Yeah. I mean, who doesn't? Uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm definitely a Tatum. You know, just tease the ghost face for a second. Like, yes. oh shit. You're not joking. I love it. <laughs> want to play Psycho Killer? That's, <laughs> oh my God. And her like, line in that, actually, I thought of when I heard your name of your podcast. Like, when she's like, what horror movie is this from? I spit on your garage. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you got it. So when, when we were coming up with the name of the podcast, I was like, uh, because so Ghoulia came up with it and I was like, I don't know if people are going to get it. Because as much as I want to believe that people are smart, I don't believe that people are smart. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if anyone's going to get it. And she's like, no, they're going to get it. They're going to get it. Don't worry. And if they don't, fuck them. No one cares. I mean, I'll let them fuck me. And it's not for them. <laughs> I have a big feeling that not all art is for everybody. You know? Like, yeah, I agree. I feel like that is something I've, like, fought with for a long time. And, like, my own art will be like, why don't I have 800 billion followers? Because that person just takes boring pictures. And look, I'm doing so much. And then I'm like... Because it's not for everybody. Like, spooky, weird, bloody pictures of boys and girls in the bathtub is not for everyone. Thank God it's for us, you know? like I was going to say, meanwhile, like, when Dottie first showed it to me, I was like, I love all of this. This is, like, what I see in my head when I'm picturing things. Yeah, yeah, right? (laughs) That's what it's made for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, and I think that it it makes sense that queer people are really drawn to this. And I think a lot of it is because living your life as a queer person is we deal with some real horrific situations every day. I mean, we deal with really, really horrible circumstances. And so it's like watching a horror movie. It's like, yeah, that's fine. I'm not scared. I'm scared of life. I'm scared of real life. Like that's, what's terrifying to me. Like, you know, I'm, I'm afraid of Amy Conan Barrett. Like that's what I'm afraid of. I'm not afraid of the ghost in my garage. Like, yeah. You know, yeah, they're they're my friends. <laughs> they're yeah. like they're like fun for me. They're like a roller coaster or something, you know. Like you're a little like, oh shit, oh shit, and then you're like, Wee-hoo! you know, like oh, that's so <laughs> there is nothing I like more in my life than when my boyfriend is laying next to me and we're watching a scary movie and he jumps like get a jump scare. It it almost turns me on. It makes me so happy. Like it's like this feeling. <laughs> like I'm just like they got you. Like I, I, I love it. Like I'm the same as I'm like haha. Uh-huh. Yeah. they got you and like and, and it's so funny because with me it's like a lot of things don't get me and then every once in a while i get i get caught off guard and then i'm like oh i forgot what that was like i like it it's fun he pointed out like, that i get mad when i get scared like if, if it like gets me it's like it pisses me off like hey don't don't make me jump that's not yeah i'm the same exact way so like i love i love haunted houses so much i love that like scare factor of like the surprise like oh spook um and but i i know ne- i very rarely jump but when they get me i almost get a little angry i'm like bitch how the fuck did you get me no one ever gets me when i go to haunts because i look like i'm having way too much fun no but they still try and every once in a while try. they never try with me because i i just have this giant smile on my face oh my god i'm like a so lunatic. Like, i'm not gonna go for like you. i like i'm almost crying and i'm like a lunatic like every single time i've ever done it i'm the biggest chicken like i hide <laughs> like my head in between the shoulders of whoever's in front of me and i just <laughs> kind of push them and then oh, if they like, try to scare me i'm like yeah yeah stop it <laughs> i i went my to mind. i went to halloween horror nights in orlando like oh like two it was last it year. was last year so not this so October, 375 years ago so many yes. years ago and um so but they did house of a thousand corpses mm. as one of their haunts and it was so beautiful like they really 
captured the film and recreated it as a walkthrough haunt. And it was so beautiful. And as we're walking through the haunt, all I can think of is, I cannot wait to see Dr. Satan. I cannot. I'm so excited. Dr. Satan! So Dr. Like, Satan! <laughs> I'm, just like, I'm just so excited. And like, I'm just like shaking because I'm... <laughs> and the people in front of us, the group in front of us, it was like a mother and her two kids are like freaked out by everything. They're like screaming kids. and hot, whatever. And so we get through, we get into the room with Dr. Satan and I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. And I'm like, Dr. Satan! And everybody that worked there was like, okay, yeah, go, go ahead. Get out. Um, but, so we walk out of the haunt and I was like, that was amazing. I loved it. And the woman in front of me goes up to the... Uh, to the security to the security guy and she's like that was that was ridiculous that was too much that was too scary and he's like ma'am it's called house of a thousand corpses yeah, like <laughs> what did you think you were gonna get and she's like well i thought it'd be a little tamer that was way too much and he's like ma'am it's called halloween horror that's night. what he's yeah. like okay karen like, I'm what? The fuck down. What did i want to talk to your halloween manager <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're ridiculous. in universal studios like did you think it was gonna be like- and bitch you're going into a haunted house universal studios ones are scary like Oh my They're god! They're so good. And not, I've never uh, been. We had something called Knott's Berry. We have Knott's Berry Farm in Orange County. Um, it's yeah, like by yeah. Disneyland, and they have Knott's Scary Farm, and that shit. Oh my god! Oh. I've always wanted to go to that so badly. They are so scary. I like. I I lose it. I it's. I become a child, and I just yeah. like think I'm gonna die. Well, the thing the thing about it with like Universal Studios, I mean, they have some incredible makeup artists. Like everything is so, and like the, like the set designs, everything is so meticulously done. It's because they start they start working on it. As soon as the, that season ends, mm-hmm. they start working on the next season. It's wild. Yeah. But anyways. yeah, I wanted to try and go this year, but you know, but COVID. Never mind. <laughs> no. Um, okay. So, Chris. Yes. Would you be able to tell us your top three favorite horror movies? If you can't do three, it's fine. We'll go with five. Yes. I I made a little list. Uh, so, <laughs> I love this. <laughs> so, um, I did do I did five because yeah when you sent me the questions yeah it said three maybe is, five three is hard long. to do because I feel like I'm like I'm cheating on my friends you know or like <laughs> it's like you're just leaving somebody out that doesn't deserve to be left out and I will preface this by saying that like my favorite movie of all time like of all time of all movies in the world is Jaws okay okay so I know it right it's like whatever I also no have free no, no I like that <laughs> I have, like, that's not a, that's tattoos. not a common not, answer like, a gay boy um like but Jaws is my favorite movie of all time I think it's an A plus movie it's a perfect film from the beginning to end but and i would put it on the list but i feel that like the opening is one of the best horror openings of all time but it veers into other types of like genres throughout the film like and it's almost like an action adventure movie by the end of it and it's not really a scary movie anymore so so i took it off the list because i feel like this is just for the genre okay uh, okay but my very favorite movie my favorite horror film then besides jaws would be poltergeist okay um it's by far i think it holds up the best it's, it does hold it's, up really it's, well. It's, it's another movie that I just feel like it's a pretty flawless movie. The pace of it is perfect. I want to be Zelda Rubenstein when I grow up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love her so and, much. And the lore and the lore and the legend surrounding it just adds to the whole experience yeah. of the movie. Yeah. So yeah, I even have like this like long ringer, like the long red sleeves, you know, with like whatever, like the little red and then the white. And it's like supposed to be just like a t-shirt, but mine is so big that it goes to my knees. And I, it was the <laughs> shirt I met Maddie, my boyfriend, he like spent the night at our house with somebody and then like i saw him in the morning and i was wearing that 
and we and I call it my poltergeist t-shirt because it's like the mom's shirt and poltergeist <laughs> and it's like my my hair is like big and I'm like good morning and I'm getting coffee and I like walked out in that and he was like oh you're like the mom and poltergeist and I was like that's my boyfriend <laughs> and that's right when there. you're like <laughs> yeah. yeah and for and for, this this could work and mm-hmm. for those who are listening who don't you know we're talking about Maddie this is Maddie Glitterati who is I mean sweet baby angel who I adore I've known him for years from Brooklyn um and you know, featured in, in the movie Killer Unicorn. <laughs> he is, yes. he is um, featured in I was actually, we were watching it last night and I texted him and I was like, we're watching you fist someone right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, not again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's also half werewolf and he's adorable. Yeah. So yeah, um, Poltergeist is my favorite. Um, and then I'll just run through the other four that I put. Rosemary's Baby. Okay. Return of the Living Dead. Oh, Cabin in the yeah. Woods and The Descent. Yes. Okay. So we talked about um, the Descent yesterday. I'm I'm Did I'm, you? I'm pleasantly surprised by the appearance of the Descent on your list. I love that movie so much. Like, oh my god. I love that it's an all female cast. I love how it's terrifying. It's a terrifying mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. It makes it really me genuinely me. jump and I've seen it multiple times and it's I still jump in. It's the same damn parts that I jump at. And it's just like <laughs> and then I'm like, I know it's gonna happen. And I'm like it just seems like if i put myself in the position of the people in the film that would be the scariest situation and i think psychological stuff is always great oh absolutely we were watching uh yes last night we were watching as above so below Mm. and my friend tess sickles was like (laughs) this reminds (laughs) (laughs) pause for laughing at the Oh my god, as a so below. Okay, yes. Yeah, so so we're, we're watching that, and, and Testicles goes, That reminds me of that movie with the girls in the cave. And I was like, Oh, yes, the descent. Absolutely. So, um, but you know, we so we were talking about that a little bit yesterday because no, it's, it's, it, I mean, there's already you have a very scary situation. I mean, you're a bunch of people in, in a cave, like, yeah, who knows, like, literally, the possibilities are endless, and then. You add in this otherworldly creepy of bat creepy, monster, like monsters, yeah. like, and it all of a sudden it's like this is really fucking scary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just being trapped, you know, like just yeah, just mm-hmm. like just being trapped underground. Less that claustrophobia air. feeling, and then is not like... trusting some of the people that you're with, like Ugh. that alone is mm-hmm. like terrifying. You know, yeah, well, yeah. Which, which some ties back into as above, so below, which is very similar in that, like crawling through these tight, you know, but no, yeah, <laughs> don't like it, don't like your it. Belly, and then like, you know, all this weird shit starts happening, and you're like, who knows? Like we just keep going down, we just keep going yeah. down, we could be lost. For, it's very every time I watch like either of those movies, I'm like. I could never be that committed to anything in my fucking life no. that I would be like doing that. Maybe to save my dogs, but if those bitches went down there, I would be so fucking mad. At at a certain point, <laughs> I would probably just stop and be like, no. No, I, I don't think I ever would. For for my pets, that's it. Like, even if you were down there, I'd be like, bitch, you're on your own. Love you. I don't think but- that sounds fun, even if you don't have a danger thing happen, like a disaster happen to you. Like, spelunking yeah. in general sounds awful. Like, we're going right? to wear little helmets with lights on them and we're going to go explore things that are dank and scary. Like, I like bats, but that's not enough reason to go down there. Like, yeah. that's, like 
That's awful. That just sounds I love awful. bats too, but I like watch, like I'll watch videos of bats on YouTube. Like Yeah, <laughs> no, are, I follow like, them on Instagram, like little bat burrito babies. I and, do too. Oh so my god, cute. the little bat burritos. Their little ears so kind of wiggle. Yeah. <laughs> my my next tattoo I'm getting on my on my thigh, I'm getting bats. And then in like a very fancy script, it's gonna say, It's freaking bats. <laughs> and I'm I can't wait. I love that little girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Isn't she the best? <laughs> I love Halloween. <laughs> well, it's always Halloween also, in my they... soul. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe I do want children. I saw that and I was like, wow. <laughs> but but I feel like because we are generally cool people, it's it would be very unlikely that we would have cool children. I feel like they would oh, yeah. suck. I, well, that's the thing. I would probably end up having a child, and she'd be like, I just like pink, and I want to like do ballet, and I'm like, that's fine, but you're wearing black. <laughs> And you can do ballet, but you're only wearing. I don't care. <laughs> you're doing ballet to Marilyn Manson, <laughs> and you're gonna like it. You're doing beautiful people, and you're gonna like it. <laughs> and also, like, if you want to go see bats, don't they? I think they have some like bridge in Texas. Oh my god, I went to that bridge in Texas in Austin. How is it? It's freaking awesome. I will. I will post a photo after this so people can see it. And, yeah, uh, it's like baby. My bucket list. It is the largest colony of bats, like in um in a man-made place in the world and like millions of them come out every dusk and it's just during the summer um i literally went to texas like what's that god everything does feel like it's like 18 years ago doesn't it it was like i last not this summer but last summer i went out there and it was just because my favorite tattoo artist lives out there so i wanted some tattoos he gave me like a good carry tattoo and a gremlin (laughs) and uh and Black Philip as a tramp stamp. Oh, I love Black Philip. Wait, Black <laughs> Philip as a tramp stamp? I have a Black Philip tramp stamp, yeah. Oh, that. we're going to have to see this and at some Carrie point. And Carrie is on my side, and she's doing... Fl- I can show you guys in your little video. Uh, it's Carrie as flash dance. Yes! Flash oh, dance. my God! <laughs> that is I the love best that. fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> so I went to I Texas that. just to, to get those tattoos. Um and to see Jaws in the water, they do like a screening of Jaws that you can like sit yes. in these rafts and watch it like projected. Yeah, in the I water. heard about and that. People like grab your legs and stuff. And Jaws <gasps> is my favorite movie, so I was like, yeah, we have to go do that. And, see, over uh, the summer, we were going to do that bats. in my mom's pool, <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't. I was like, let's just get a bunch of floaties. We'll put up the projector and we'll watch Jaws in the, in the pool. And nobody wanted to do it. Oh my God. <laughs> no, stupid Piranha, better pool movie. Ooh, Piranha, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and then I, yeah, I went to go see the bats, and nobody that I knew in Texas wanted to go. Really, I was like, like, don't you want to see get it? That. And it's only, yeah, they come from Mexico and they'd all live under there. And when you're under That's the bridge wonderful. during the day, you can hear them. They're all like, like, everywhere. They're like little dogs with wings. They're well, so listen, cute. if you ever, like little flying puppies. Yeah. So if you ever in the future need to go to Texas to see the bats, just let either of us know. We'll be more than we happy. Definitely. We'll do like you. a caravan next time. Oh my yeah. God. Yes. <laughs> wonderful. So one of our favorite questions that we ask is who are some of your favorite horror hotties? Ah, oh, yeah. uh, this is yeah, this is a good question. I like this question. Um, <laughs> I had to think about this a bit. So, some uh, I feel like baby Chris and adult Chris had very different tastes in horror hotties back in the day. You know, so I'll rewatch things now and kind of be like, I'll totally notice a completely different age demographic of person than I did when yeah. I was young. You know, uh, for example, like when I was young, like. Lost Boys was like kind of like my first porn, oh. you know. So like I, I was like 
Corey Haim, Corey Feldman's age at the time. So like, I was kind of like, oh. Corey Haim is who I like identified with. And then I looked at Kiefer Sutherland as this like cool oh. punk dad figure that I was like, Rah. like he was like kind of this archetype of these boys that I would make mistakes with for the next 20 years. You know, it was like yeah. all boys that remind me of fucking Kiefer Sutherland. And That's where it all went wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but I watched that movie recently, like a year ago or so. And, uh, and I shot it for the series this year. So I was kind of like re rewatching it. And, uh, and Jason Patrick like takes my breath away. Like watching it now is like, you are one of the most beautiful men I've ever seen. And like, he, he, ugh. he really is quite beautiful. I'm still a Kiefer Sutherland guy. Yes, yeah. Kiefer was like kind of not doing it for me at all when I watched it this time, because I've like surpassed that. Like, I'm like, I'm in my forties. I've been the, that guy, you know, like I've been the guy with the weird patches on my jacket for like the last 25 years. Like, <laughs> I can just look in the mirror and see Kiefer Sutherland whenever I want. Like, but the Jason Patrick thing, I was like, oh. And he's so sullen and pretty, like that bone structure. So yeah, that bone structure. I was oh. gonna say his like face is just so beautiful. I was. I thought it was like a remastered version of the movie because I don't remember him looking like that as a kid. You know, like, <laughs> I was just like oh, Michael. Like God damn. Yeah. So so he was like he was on my list, and I was thinking of all the ones that are kind of like. I feel like all of us gays kind of like gravitate towards the same boys whenever this subject comes up. Like it's always like Christian. It's like our, like our stereotypes of like what a good body on a man looks like in a, like, so it's like sweaty men that are hot, like Christian Bale and like American psycho or like Mm -hmm. Ryan Reynolds, like makes my whole body ache and like Amityville or, you know, like these things, like these archetypes or like baby Johnny Depp with his little midriffs. Yeah, or Skeetle Ridge, or like all these, right. all these boys. Oh, Skeetle um, Ridge, you know. <laughs> so I was like, so I'm, I'm like, I wanted like, I wanted my picks to be people that are not necessarily always in those conversations. But my my number one guy of all time is Tom McBride. Do you know who that is? Tom McBride is the boy in the wheelchair in Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> and what's cool? Why is, do I not really wait a think minute, about wait him? Wait a minute. He's the hottest guy. I love in him. Any horror movie ever, ever. I don't really think about him much. He is and- no. Every time, every time I watch that movie, I'm just like, when he gets that axe to the face, I get so sad. <laughs> and what's time. crazy is he's really gay. Like he was an out actor. Yes. Um, he was a Marlboro man. <laughs> Oh, I didn't know that. And he passed away Mm -hmm. from HIV. Like he, he He died of AIDS in the eighties. So, but yeah, he, um, he's my number one choice. Tom McBride always. Um, my second little choice would be this guy named Cooper, Cooper Huckabee. And he's like the beefcake dude with like the Lancelot hair in Funhouse. Did you ever see the movie Funhouse? Yes. He's like body barely fits in his t-shirt. He's like the big, oh, like, okay. oh, God, yeah. <laughs> with like this, like little, like he almost has like a King Arthur's court. I was gonna hairdo. say the hair kind of <laughs> kills me though, because I know who yeah. you're talking about. I have this thing for ugly hot that it's like it always will kind of be there. Like okay, like I have a thing I for Otis that. and like the um, double oh, yeah. jacks and like husband. Yeah, I, I, I love guys who are kind of gross. Yeah, yeah like a little gross. I'm like, mm. I found out that the dude, Bill Mosley from Devil's Rejects, just had his birthday, like uh, right around my, my birthday was last week, and he just had his birthday around the same time. He's in his 70s. Did you know that? What? No, he's I did not. not know yeah. that. Yeah, he was like, he, he just turned like, because he's 20 years older than Sherry Moon Zombie, and Sherry just turned 50. Yeah, I was going to so say. So he just turned 70. Fucking, and that I've blew my him. mind. <laughs> I've seen him at like Monster Mania and things like that. Yeah. And I like he looks phenomenal. Well, whatever just, his moisturizing oh, reg- regimen is, yeah. he's doing well. well it's like, obviously like the skin of young women, you know. It's yeah, the blood of virgins. <laughs> it is the blood of virgins. Honestly, I could believe that with the way like 
I've seen like women throw themselves at him at Monster Mania. I'm like, they're just rubbing their period blood. Can, I, and can I tell you? <laughs> my favorite moment was like, I see Bill Mosley and I like, like, I see women throwing themselves at him. And then this was before my dear sweet Eddie Furlong got locked up. But he dear was a Eddie. fucking drunk piece of shit at the bar at Monster Mania. And I was like, I want that right there. <laughs> and then my friend, my uh, my male friend, I think it was it was either my friend Mike or my friend Dave or both. They went into the bathroom, like at the hotel room bar area. And they're like, yo, we just heard your boy Eddie Furlong taking a wild ass shit in the bathroom. Yeah. I was like, I love him so much. I don't care. And then he like somewhere or something. Boy. Oh my god. We love that. I love Eddie Furlong. Yeah. Well, Eddie Furlong. I know. Cemetery 2. The only... (laughs) So, uh, um, oh dear. I was just thinking, when I was a kid, I was like like an actor kid, and I used to always, like, go on all these auditions in, like, the early 90s, late 80s, or whatever, and Eddie Furlong was one of these actors that I would go against a lot for reading. Oh, really? Yeah, and I fucking hated him. Like, I hated him mostly... (laughs) I hated him mostly because he had straight hair and I have really super curly hair. Um, and that's unfortunate for a boy that's like 12 or 13, you know, like <laughs> that floppy yeah. hair was so cool. And I couldn't have that hair. Like it was like, just like, poof, you know, and so I hated his hair. I hated his little pretty face and his hair, hair in the face. Yeah. Eddie Furlong. Um, but then he got really well, gross, I mean, and I feel like karma I was going to say, nice. aren't you glad that you kind of came out on top in this I, situation? I am, yeah, and we can straighten our hair now. So you're, you're like, I might be curly, I might have naturally curly hair, but I could straighten it, and I look great, unlike you, who looks like a literally washed up whale that's been dead on the beach for three days. Ooh. Just like, that was that was, <laughs> that was harsh. I was gonna say like kind of like a like a Twin Peaks oh like Laura Palmer kind of situation. Like a little bloated. Yeah. Which is similar dead though. On, it's similar. I'm just <laughs> you just said it a lot nicer than I did. I'm no, not, that's, I'm not I necessarily totally known for being very nice. <laughs> did I have any other hot guys? Oh I Eric Balfour from Texas Chainsaw Massacre the Remix. Okay. We just watched that because Maddie was like, that's like Maddie's like favorite like horror film, I guess. He was saying was the remake of Texas Chainsaw. And that just made me like, like, we're so happy. Why are we going to break up over a movie? And so we're like, <laughs> so I, like, we watched it together. <laughs> and, uh, like we're doing so well. And then you just like throw in like a remake as your favorite horror film. But uh, if it makes you feel any better, we have almost broken up multiple times. Yeah, We're not, I mean, we're not even dating, but we've almost broken up multiple times over the fact that. I love the Evil Dead remake, and uh, she does not. Um, it's so I get such it. a different vibe, like that. I know the, that's what know. I'm saying, and she doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Well, yeah, okay, that is like the so so yeah. So this Eric Balfour dude, um, that was the reason that this mustache got thinner was that I was like, I'm gonna see if I can rock the facial hair that he has in that movie, and and trim my mustache like a little bit more, and like really like. And he was like, no, don't do it. You're going to look crazy. And then in the middle of the night, I like did it, you know, and now he loves it. I was <laughs> so going like, to say, it looks really good. Thank you. And I was great. like, and I think that in the movie, he just has that mustache because he's like, just past puberty. And he's like a baby that can't get facial <laughs> hair. But, uh, 
You're like, uh, I'm going to do like, this just cause. Just cause, because I have lots. Like, I was like, I want to, yeah, like a cross between Ed Wood and the boy from Texas Chainsaw is my mustache now. <laughs> and then, it's yeah, and then though. leading into what you just talked about was like, thanks guys. Uh, this, like the ultimate daddy of all daddies from all horror movies is Bruce Campbell. And I absolutely would be remiss to not mention that. 100%. And you had mentioned Evil Dead, and I was like, yeah, that's like, he's above and beyond all guys. Thank you. Well, Thank so you. we just, so Tess Tickles had never seen Evil Dead, the original Evil Dead. So we watched it last night. And every time I watch it, I'm like, you know what? I'm not even mad about the unibrow. No, you can never I love be it. mad I like, about it. I like a strong brow, though. But, but also, yeah. like, he has gotten so uh, much hotter. He's gotten so he, hot. Yeah, the like, first Evil like, Dead is, like, the least attractive he is, is in that Yes, one. yes. Like, this, Evil Dead 2 is when he starts to get a little, like, starts yes. to make my butt twitch, But let me you tell know? you, Ash versus Evil Dead... Ash vs. Evil Dead makes me, makes me a little wet. I'm not gonna lie. Like, it's like, my, my whole throbs. Did you see his quarantine picture? Yes, he posted, like, here's me in quarantine with his uh, beard. And like, can that, I tell you? That's I'm actually Silver Fox. In the house. <laughs> I have that saved on my phone because I love it so you can't see it. Ugh. Garbage, but I, I know it. what you're talking about. I have it yeah. saved on my phone for easy access because Listen. that I, I was like, are you <laughs> actually fucking kidding me? I've like all of us are just aging and getting awful. Right? And he just got I've so called, much nicer in quarantine. Oh, I've called many a man daddy. I've never called a man grandpa, but I'm about to. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> you know what though? He's not he's not that old. Mm-mm. That's fine, doesn't matter. I think he's like Grandpa's a state of mind. <laughs> but he he can he, still be daddy daddy's come in all different ages daddy he knew exactly what the fuck he was doing <sighs> he knew exactly what he was doing and i was so mad yeah. which i've been like looking yeah, at the nervous. toys behind you this whole time and i'm like is that oh the giant God, pinhead yeah. figure yeah is and that pinhead, like above too. your shoulder this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got it for my birthday from Maddie. It's um it's signed by Doug too. So like oh, it has like oh. Pinhead's real signature on it and yeah, and Pinhead's here too. Um I have a lot of like Hellraiser stuff for someone who's not super duper into Hellraiser, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, mean, I feel like the imagery um of the whole movie is like very like of the movies is very beautiful. So you kind of have to be yeah, at least drawn to the imagery and how everything looks. Yeah, Hellraiser 2 I think is a wonderful like trip, you know, just to kind of go on that adventure. And I love that Clive Barker is at least like an out queer horror person because yeah. there's not enough of us, you know. So try to support him. Yeah, no, there really isn't because it's funny when you like are going through everything and when you were talking about it earlier when in regards to like having always like the girls being like, eh, whatever. And then like the guys either being psycho killer or like macho bro type of people. It's like, I like that you kind of flip everything up because I I want more female slashers. Yeah. Oh yeah. American so Psycho rare. 2 was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> We don't like to acknowledge that exists. Yeah, yeah. There's very few, um, and usually when they are when the female do females do get to be the villains, it's really iconic. Or like, but it's weird when gay people are like represented in horror films. A lot of times, this is going to sound bad, but I'm not very politically correct on Generation X. We kind of don't believe in that. I just feel like we get mad as 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 a community about things either way. You know, like mm-hmm. I I remember when like Silence of the Lambs was a big thing. And they were like protesting outside the movie because like this is a person that's like 
possibly trans that's like you know wearing women's skins and like it was it made the gay community really angry like Zion Salem's pissed everybody off but I was kind of like well it's nice that we have the option like yeah you know like I would love to see more like gay characters and 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 female characters taking like the crazy roles like that's the fun role yeah, and like, that's the thing is like, I don't mind I don't mind a queer person being the villain as long as they're not the villain because they're queer. Yeah, I'm right. good. You know, like one of one of my 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 favorite movie to hate, <laughs> Bloody Bloody Bible Camp, which you probably have never seen. I've never seen that. No, because it's literally trash. But I love it. <laughs> um, and it literally it's actual garbage. It's actual garbage. <laughs> like Ron Jeremy plays Jesus. It's literally awful oh my god if you have an opportunity to watch it you should because it's a lot of fun (laughs) bloody bible camp all right bloody bloody bible camp and it's literally about a murderous nun who is a trans woman but the issue that i have with the movie as much as i love it and also hate it the issue about the movie that i have an issue with is that the reason why the villain is the villain is because she is like she's acting out against Christianity in a way because uh, like telling her that she couldn't be who she is. Okay. So it's like, so I'm kind of like, eh, mm. I don't know if like that <laughs> is comfortable, but um, you know, and then Ron Jeremy is just the scum of the earth. So it's like, eh. correct. But well, it's like, but I don't, but like, I, well, that's like, I don't have an issue with like, I love sleepaway camp and a lot of people don't because they feel like it is really bad representation of trans of the trans community but i don't think that it is representation of representation of the trans community at all no because... it's representative of a shock scare like jumpy yeah ending, but it's also you like, know like they like were angela's trying to, like, build... character like she's not <laughs> she is not a trans woman she's a she is a, a a character who's been forced into this by out by by the people outside of her like she yeah. she is not a trans woman who is the villain because of who she is she is a a person who was forced into becoming this little girl she that she never wanted to be she's like, a victim kind of. she was a victor she was a victim of abuse she's forced into becoming angela and then is acting out because of that so i mm. yeah i was lump sleepaway yeah. camp and carry together as like they're kind of like the villain is the victim and yeah. what you know what constitute like who is the villain in either of those stories you know like like Carrie, she's always like, my favorite horror villain is Carrie. And I'm like, well, she's kind of like the victim of the movie. Like her mom is the villain and the kids at school are the villains. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, uh, they're like it. a victim yeah. of circumstance that. And Angela's, I mean, Angela's batshit crazy, really, oh, is what yeah. it seems oh, like. like. You know, like sure. it doesn't, she's. Uh, I mean, you, you shove a curling really. iron up someone's vagina, <laughs> you have to be. Like. <laughs> Yeah, that, I mean, she like, didn't hook up with like any of those hot guys, and she was at the I hottest know. camp of like, all time. And I would have. I would... favorite horror hottie, like the male the cast, 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 cast camp, like just gangbang me in the showers. Yeah. I would be fine. With that. It's <laughs> ridiculous. This is too natural to cut. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how this shit works. I don't edit anything. I just show up. Literally, she shows up late. I bring her coffee, and then I do all the work. You have the best job. Good job. I, I do. I do. And, and the best part is, is that she thinks that she's not good at this. 
oh no you're great at this right Thank she's you. like she's like oh this is gonna be I'm, i don't think i'm gonna be able to do this like well, talking to people and like well, she's we started great. well because you know how i am with new people i'm like new people don't want to uh, talk like can't do this once you start talking about horror she's fine she jumps well, right and in. i think she that's need kind of it is it. that i'm not used to talking to like people who are our people no uh like people who are boring and not our people <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and you never know. You're going to get some boring people on here eventually. Like, I just by the odds of it, you know. One day. I hope not. And then I'm going to be like, mm. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then my work will double. But, <laughs> right, so since you did bring it up at the beginning, we do have to revisit our <laughs> conversation about, you know, being a were- like werewolf people. So first... <laughs> How, how do you identify yourself? Are you a witch person, a zombie person, uh, you know, a werewolf person? Well, okay, person? before I answer, like, I don't know that I know where this originated from. So, like, where, what do you define as, like, is this, like, what you identify well, as? It's, or? A thing, it's a thing that you're, mo- that you are most identified with. Are you, like, you know, and like, like, most drawn to, I feel like. Yeah. Well, I mean, because well, you were, but... as we're saying, like, you were, what, zombie people, right? Like, how do you identify more, with yeah, a zombie? More of, like, zombie... Like, I'm definitely, like, a, like more of zombie witch. Well, zombies and witches are usually what I'm more drawn to. Well, Those me, are, like, the I'm, films that you're most interested in. Like, the yeah, subject... Yes sub- no, genre. Because I definitely feel like I'm, um... I don't know, like, I think that I myself kind of identify with, like, the zombie or the slime or mutant type of situation because I just feel like a trash person and like like, I think that I could rise up from Nevada slime and like fit right into like slime city or street trash or something like that like that's that that's what calls to me you're like a trauma girl yes you know I don't want to quite say that. <laughs> no, that's just the because, like when I think of trash slime, that was like the first. I know, no, but like, <laughs> and, and listen, I I do love some trauma movies, but I not all of them because they are trauma movies, right? Yes, yeah, I'm not. Sense. I'm not usually a fan, but uh, okay. But, well, like, then I get it. Like so, yeah. like okay. So to clarify, I think that. It's funny because I feel the same way about shark movies too. I feel like the werewolf movies are one of the least tapped into horror genres. I feel like I can't even give you an example of a hot werewolf in cinema that I'm like alluding to when I'd say I'm a werewolf person. Like, I don't think the guy's like, (laughs) what? (laughs) Is it Judy Greer? (laughs) Judy, yeah, right? I was like, oh, God. Judy Greer and Cursed is my ideal werewolf. Like, there's no. Like I love some of them. I love the howling, and I like Ginger Snaps, and I like yeah. American Werewolf, oh, obviously. Snaps. And like, I like Trick or Treat. Like, I love the werewolf scene there. Like, yes. I like a lot of the werewolf stuff. I love, but I'm but when I say like I'm attracted to werewolves, I can't even think of a werewolf that I'm attracted to in a movie. It's more the idea of it. Well, that's like even in even in True Blood when they were like, oh we're going to get into the werewolves. And I'm like, let's do it. Let's see some hot, hairy werewolf men. And they picked and like the, the guy that they cast with was no completely hair. hairless. Yeah, yeah, that's so stupid, right? That drove me crazy. <laughs> and like Michael J. Fox and Teen Wolf. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, I do love Michael J. Fox. So here's the thing though. The MTV did that like TV series, Teen, Teen Wolf. Wolf. Yeah. And they were all young and like not were, very hairy. They but weren't they were hairy, but they were hot. I've hot. heard, I've actually, 
I've actually heard many good things about like the because um, Tyler Posey, like, Tyler Posey's like, jerk off videos are probably the of, best like, thing ever. Of Teen Wolf <laughs> on MTV is very high, but I just I just haven't seen it. But yeah, True Blood was also disappointing because I I think that's one show that I would literally have sex with every male actor on that show. But then why would you cast a werewolf that is completely hairless? That's kind of weird. Thank I mean, you. he's super Thank hot, you. but like he's not a werewolf. But, like, exactly. No, but True odd. Blood, I feel like that's the TV show where I'm like, I would have sex with every single person on this show. My ex used to love True Blood Night because he knew he was going to get laid when the show was over. <laughs> <laughs> like, always. And he was not into any genre stuff, but he would let me watch my True Blood every week when it was on because I would always just happen to be in the mood. Yeah. Like, because I got to look at Ryan Quanton and like Alexander Skarsgård <sighs> and all these boys and I'd just be like, you know. Yeah, and it's like I think that the idea the idea of wolves like being kind of like bitey and I do like furry dudes and like just like kind of like this that's my aesthetic of like what I'm attracted to but I can't I've always said as like a queer like kind of poor artist that I'm gonna write the great sexy werewolf movie someday like I will create that can you like I I want that to happen so badly because I do think that it's very underrepresented and like who doesn't love like a nice hairy man that you just want to like sink your teeth into and vice versa I've and sometimes they're like protective you know like like that yeah. movie wolf yeah. is like that like, i've Michelle always Pfeiffer wanted movie. to love werewolf stuff i even there isn't enough of i it. even read Anne rice's first werewolf novel i didn't read the second one i have it but i never read it i didn't even know the bitch it's wrote a werewolf i didn't either it's not good. <laughs> i have them right over there you can the last two on that second shelf um and Oh, I I read it because I was like, all right, you know, I'm going to give it a go. I'm like, because she made vampires very sexy. I mean, vampires are already very sexy, but like she did a very, like Lestat was very sexy. I was into it. And then werewolves, she just couldn't do it. And I was like, what is it about? Because I feel like there should be, there should be like a lot of sex appeal. It should be very animalistic and, and a lot of writhing and moaning. And, and it's usually just like, and then you get Seth Green and Buffy. Oh, right. Ugh. I will say, like, my okay. um, my a tattoo artist in Los Angeles, his name is Dave Davenport, and he's, like, a queer comic artist, and he does mostly, like, horror comics. And he does tattoos. And he did, like, my big chest piece that I have and my thigh pieces. And he is his main character. He goes by Dog Spunk is, like, his, like, artist name. And he his <laughs> main that. character is a crazy, crazy hot werewolf character that is, like, in a love relationship with this ghost. That's like a punk rock ghost with a mohawk okay. and then this werewolf. I love boyfriend. that. And it is the hottest like comic I've ever seen. I know. Uh, I'm like, ooh, I'm speaking, looking wait, this up right now. Speaking of, I want, you're going to have to give me this info after. I just yeah. thought, I just thought about that. I had this thought. Have you ever seen Being Human? Yes. The BBC. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Hot werewolf. In, yes. bo- in, in, in both casts. I can, I can get okay, down. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can get down with it. But Both. in the American one? No, no, no. BBC. I was like, because the American kid was like very... No, no, no. We, don't, we don't even pretend... We don't even acknowledge the American okay. being human. BBC being human. Um, I think the, across the board, the cast's very sexy in terms of werewolf, vampire, and ghost all across the board, 100%. So there we go. There sexy we go. Werewolf. There's one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make some more. Yeah. Well, no, like, <laughs> seriously, if, I would love if you... Listen, we're in we're in quarantine still. Now's the time to write. Yeah, I'm writing a '70s slasher based in Fire Island. I'm writing. I, I want to make a werewolf movie. Um, yes. Yeah, I'm, I've got little ideas. Like we're oh, gonna I'm start so making excited. movies. I feel like in culture, 
I, I don't think this is even like a new idea. This is like, this is something I've thought of for a long time. Um, we always mirror what's going on in our culture with our art, you know, and horror films are like the best, like canary in the cave about that. You know, like you can see it in Night of the Living Dead, with like the civil rights movement and Vietnam and stuff with that, when that came out and like, they have stuff to say when shit gets real in the world, mm-hmm. horror movies do too, you know? Um, and yeah. I think right now, that's why I was saying earlier that I'm so excited to see what people are creating. Cause I know what's going on in me. Like I've yeah. got this yeah. creativity that's just bottled up right now and I can't do anything with it. So the have ideas you watched are just any, Have you watched any of like the quarantine? Um, I saw horror films come out? Shutter and I oh, loved yeah. it. I thought Host Wasn't that was great? one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. I thought that was one. I was really impressed with the fact that they were able to do such, like such incredible effects with what they had. Yeah. It. I mean the story. I mean the story Which is movie something was that it? host on. Oh, on that Shutter. was that, that Zoom. The thing, Zoom, right? yeah, yeah, like the seance Zoom call or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, because at first I was like, okay, who knows? This is gonna be like ridiculous. It was gonna be like unfriended. I was like, this is gonna be stupid. Um, and then I really was engaged the whole time, and I mean, it's only an hour long. It really yeah. isn't. Yeah. Like, if you if you have the opportunity out there and you're listening and you are looking for something to watch and you have have a Shutter account check out hosts it's re- really well done and honestly if you don't have a shutter account sign the fuck up yeah i don't know why yeah, yeah. it's cheaper than all the other ones and it has so much good stuff on it like it's oh, been yeah. getting me through quarantine this whole time there's been yeah. so much that we've learned like i yeah and host i thought was just it, it, talking about my partner jumping and making me happy like we jumped together like multiple times in that film <laughs> and that was just like we're then i'm like a little angry that it scared me and then like and then we just start laughing like it was it was a ride but it, it was fun it was they did so well with what they had to be able to do the effects that they did which were very impressive i mean the moment when the footprints in the powder yeah like and i was like how how did they like it was so well done and I I really commend them for doing something that was so engaging and like literally like an hour isn't a long time no to like you know anyone can do a movie in an hour it's like an hour is about the average attention span that most people can handle things <laughs> but the whole hour was really engaging you yeah. really yeah. i was really like i like i really fell in love with the characters mm-hmm. the really acting was incredible them. and i love that it, it was really all was like so kind good. of unknown like uk talent that was just yeah yeah it was so fun i really really enjoyed it and i was like because we put it on because we were like let's look we're looking for a shitty horror movie to watch like because i mean i love a good b movie yeah. where i'm just like this is stupid and i love every minute of it <laughs> but it it really captivated me i was really really impressed mm-hmm. and then i made y'all watch something ridiculous we after. watched um oh, what was it oh my god Hold i can't on. remember but, anyway, anyway. <laughs> but <laughs> but for real like uh but anyway back to our the conversation that we were having <laughs> um but yeah like when like because i feel like you know there are some people who are like very hard like very hard zombie person, very hard vampire person, very hard, you know, mm. ghost and supernatural person, and like, like I was saying before, like a lot of the time with werewolf people, I feel like it does cross that line, and I get it. I mean, I understand why werewolf and and sexuality go very hand in hand mm-hmm. with each other. It makes a lot of sense, but a, 
like I wouldn't be like oh I love zombie movies and it also like bleeds over into my sex life <laughs> right well, and- well that was what was concerning me when you guys were both like I'm a zombie person but werewolves are into furries I'm like <laughs> the fuck are you two doing when you're hooking up with people <laughs> as zombie people like i just like to chew on my lover's brains a little bit and yeah, i mean who doesn't <laughs> just give me yeah. a little nom 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 oh, like we love that, that is so disturbing my god right? uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if it's more like the genre that, like the kind of subgenre genre that you're pulled to like i mean i identify with which things the most and yeah. what was on your yeah. phone just now? You said something. Oh good. no! I just the movie, that we, the movie that we couldn't remember before. <laughs> I, I made them watch class in 1984, after. which is oh, a fantastic. That's movie. not bad. That's that's a very campy. It's movie. A, it's fun. It's fun. It's a good time. But yeah, I no, think I, I identify um, with a witch. I think I identify with witch characters the most. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They used to always play the game of like, are you a vampire person or a werewolf person? And that was like the only options, you know. And I would be like, well, I'm attracted to werewolf people. But I guess I'm a vampire person because I wear lots of black and <laughs> have pretty eyes. I don't know. I'm a vampire. But but yeah, I think well, I'm more of a witch person. I mean, like, if we're talking attractiveness, werewolf all the way. Like, give me nice, hairy, like, bitey, whatever. Yeah, wearing flannel but, with a beard. Oh, right? <laughs> Who doesn't love that? <laughs> um, but when it comes to, like, what I feel... And what I identify with most, I'm definitely like, oh yeah, like zombie all the way. Like zombie mutant <laughs> shit is totally me as a person. Yeah, for sure. So. Garbage. Trash. <laughs> garbage. All of it. <laughs> I mean, my favorite like uh, horror like subgenre is like, besides the comedy stuff is like monster movies, you know, like all the, yeah, the creatures and the, the yeah. things that don't mm-hmm. exist in this real world. Like that's always what I am drawn to the most. Like, like what's hey, exciting like, did you ever to see watch. The re- did you ever see the ritual? Yeah, Ugh. like I love all that stuff. Like it's, so it's good. Like, it's a whole other layer watching it. Of like, how did you do this? Yeah, you know that you don't get with other kinds of horror stuff. And maybe that's not great because you're taking you out of the movie or something. But my brain is always just like, but how? Like yeah. I, I have to do so this good. photo series for the rest of my life because there's most of the movies I can't figure out how to do are scary horror like creature movies. You know, yeah. like how do you recreate Cloverfield? How do you do Jurassic Park? How do you yeah. do Godzilla without making it look ridiculous? How do you do King Kong? Yeah. How do you like you know? We like lucked out with Jaws because they don't show the shark, so we could shoot it and just pantomime being. Eaten. But I also I feel like there could be a level of. I don't want to say ridiculousness, but like a level of camp that you could bring if you wanted to. Some of them veer on camp so hardcore that it gets like, it's too, like, (laughs) oh my God. I like, we did Cujo where Cujo was my chihuahua. Jumping through the window, the car. No, but that's that's actually fantastic because chihuahuas are vicious. Yeah, yeah. And this chihuahua was like a rescue. Cho- we had two, and like and she was the Pomeranian chihuahua. And she like was a, a, a abused chihuahua we got from the pound that had been returned five times. And they're like, "Oh my god, please just foster her for a little while, so that we don't put her to sleep." And I was like, "Fuck, okay, yeah, we'll Ugh. just take her for like a week." And like, I had to get stitches. She bit me right away, and but she was so cute. And then she just bit everybody and she was crazy. And like, <laughs> so I was like, oh, she can be Cujo. It'll be great. You know, and then she was my little shadow and she was my baby and she like loved me, but yeah. hated everybody else still. So like anytime anyone sees her, she's like, ah, you know, like, like she looks like Fizz Gig and the Dark Crystal. Or like, and she's like a lunatic and like bites everybody. <laughs> so we put her like in fake blood and my ex at the time oh, was I like love that. holding like a My Buddy doll in the car, all sweaty and covered in blood and scratches. And then my very very pregnant like eight months pregnant friend lauren was holding 
uh, this dog's name was Ana Lucia. She passed away. But she's holding Ana Lucia through the window to, like, jump through the window. And because of the fake blood all over her, like this carol corn syrup, she was super happy and wouldn't make any of her trademark psychotic faces that she always made. Like, she was the scariest dog, usually. And she's, like, happy and all the pictures, like, her tongue is, like, sticking out. Oh she's, my like, god! Licking the blood. But that's honestly so I'm like, kind of the best kind of Cujo. Like I'm so happy I'm covered in blood. Oh my god, yeah, so I was like telling my 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 mother model was like, I'm like, you have to scream the entire time because I might only get one shot of her being scary. So you need to just scream in the car. And this is the middle of the day in Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn, where it's like you know white ladies. Oh my god, scholars. it's so nice and over there. Car like covered with blood, and I'm like, I have a pregnant woman holding a chihuahua over her head, like out of the shot, and I'm in the other window. And then just screaming, shake her, shake her, like rub her butt. She doesn't like her butt being touched. <laughs> rub her. Like, and then the one shot, she went, ah, and then, you know, that's a good shot. Oh, my God. But I can't have that for, I can't, Chihuahuas can't be the villains for all of my shoots. No, and, and, <laughs> and like, also, so I, I work with animals for my day job, and I'm like, for me, it's like pipples and chihuahuas forever. It's all I will ever get because they're the most misunderstood breeds. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. chihuahuas are quite little shits, but yeah. they're also very fantastic. I do love chihuahuas. I really and do. for they're me, pitties are like the loves of my lives. Yeah. Pitties I love my big cute. misunderstood bullies. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. the next question we have for you is, are you a believer or are you a skeptic? A little bit of both. Some things I'm a hardcore believer mm-hmm. on. Other things I think are ridiculous. Like, uh, like my boyfriend will watch these document documentaries on TV that are <laughs> ridiculous. Like ridiculous. Like about like alien like influences and all these things. Whatever. It's like no offense to everyone. Like you or people that are listening <laughs> that believe. I'm in like that. that's Dottie. <laughs> That's like how I was saying about art. Like, it's not for everyone. Some of these documentaries aren't for me, and that's fine. Like, but other things I totally believe in, you know. Um, aliens, I mean, I think all of it is also like playing a game of telephone. Like, we never really know the truth of anything because everything is filtered through a human, and I don't really trust humans, you know? Yeah. So we all add our little something-something. But I definitely yeah. believe in ghosts. I've had ghost experiences yeah. in my life, like haunted things yeah, and scary things. Absolutely believe in it. Um, I believe in some sort of evil in certain presences and people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, look at Donald Trump. Yeah, right. We have evil. we have a real evil, evil thing, Mitch like McConnell. a monster as our president. <laughs> but, Mitch uh, McConnell is the most evil human I've ever heard. The way of that he makes he's less scary in my brain is I when I look at him now I see that turtle and Never Ending Story. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You know, and like, we're like, help us. We need a stimulus package. We're so poor. We need help. And then he's like, no, we that's amazing. don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like, everything he says that's is amazing. like, we Great. don't care. We don't remember. I love it. I, I'm, I, I apologize to all of our previous guests, but I'm calling it, this is my favorite episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I have never laughed this hard before. I know, it's so good. Hey, thank you. I, yeah. do, I do have to tell you, if 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 Aliens is not, like, your thing and you're, like, kind of a skeptic, you should listen to Strange Arrivals. It's a podcast. Okay. Um, it's... No, we, it, no, we it's, all believe in aliens. No, well, it's, but yeah, listen, I believe it, that aliens exist. I just yeah. think a lot well, of these so stories... It's ignorant to not. But, but, but Strange Arrivals, it's on um, the same podcast network as Lore. 
Okay. So Aaron Nike, I love Thor. Yes. Who doesn't? Um, so, his voice. Oh, so good. Swoon. But <laughs> on his podcast network that they like, they recently started, there's Strange Arrivals, and it's about um, Betty and Barney, who had like, they had like this big UFO experience. Um, I really thought you were talking about the Flintstones. Oh my God, me yeah. too for a second. And I was like, <laughs> that's how long, that's how far back this goes. No, I know it's Betty, so funny. So I'm like, look, I'm like, just, so, but Betty, Betty and Barney is is probably one of the most documented UFO encounter in history. Uh, they because they have like they went to therapy afterwards. A lot of their therapy sessions are recorded. So Strange Arrivals is really fantastic because it it uses a lot of the a lot of the real recordings and then it does a lot of like dramatization as well. But it's really well done. So you should totally check that out because. Um, I thoroughly enjoy it. The whole time you were talking, I was playing the Flintstones theme song in my head. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to create quality content. Where are the Flintstones? (laughs) I'm over here working. (laughs) Picturing all these poor animals working as appliances in their house. (laughs) All these poor dinosaurs. And like, God, why is this parrot in dinosaur land? You know what kills me when people don't believe in dinosaurs when we have actual physical proof? True. You know what kills me when people don't believe in Bigfoot? <laughs> I all I want is some proof. It's gonna happen. I love I love me some cryptids. We, we know we this. love cryptids. I want proof. I want proof. I believe in Bigfoot. I don't believe in the Loch Ness monster. Oh, I used to for such a long Nessie's time. That's not real. I but was so into that it, idea. It hurts. I was it like, hurts there's to totally dinosaurs in Scotland. I was so excited about it. No, here's Scotland. my thing. Under, like, the deep water scares the shit out of me. That is, like, my number one fear. Yes. So, like, deep if we're water, talking, like... But Loch Ness is not that deep. No, it's not. She could be. She's alive. not there. She's <laughs> not. She's but not. I real. do think that there's all sorts of scary Bigfoot, shit yes. that lives in the ocean that we have no idea about. Oh, Absolutely. for sure. Oh, yeah. Like big, sure. scary, scary, big, big things that we don't know. We don't even know where like 100 whales and sharks and stuff have babies. You know, like we have, we don't know anything. And like we just the big things we have seen. We're like, well, I don't know. I, I, and I actually like. I even get freaked out when I walk down a um a fish aisle in a pet store. <laughs> I just picture all of the tanks exploding and the fish flopping around everywhere and me like cutting myself up trying to get them back in water somewhere. <laughs> that's a completely different story. That's a whole oh my other goodness. situation. That's a that's an anxiety thing that we need to talk right? about. But this is this is who I am as a person. It's fine. I'm scared whenever <laughs> I see like a bottle in a street. Like uh, like someone like tosses a beer bottle into the street, I, people can vouch for this. I literally have to stop whatever I'm doing and like look around and then run out into the street and grab the bottle because I'm convinced that a wheel is gonna hit it. It's gonna fly through the air and it's gonna slice my eyeball out or something or it, it's gonna kill me if I don't take it out of the street right then and there. So, I, I I respect <laughs> this because this is also me with ice skating. I so. <laughs> The straightest thing you'll ever hear me hear come out of my mouth is that I really like hockey. I really like hockey. And people are like, oh, well, you like, you know how to roller uh, roller skate. Do you ice skate? And I'm like, no, because I have a, like, a, a deep, deep fear of once I get on the ice, somehow I'm going to fall because I can't balance and someone is going to slip my throat with their ice skate. A horrific <laughs> ice skate. Like, 
that's immediately what's going to happen. I'm going to die. I'm going to lose five fingers. I'm going to get my throat slit. Meanwhile, this is what's going to happen. She has no problem doing roller derby where you actually will get hurt. Like really (laughs) will get run over. And yeah, like a lesbian will kill you. (laughs) It's going to happen. Oh my God. A a, a lesbian basically did kill me. Well, the girls are not joking around. That was like one of no. my favorite photo assignments I ever did was I was asked to like photograph all the LA roller derby girl teams oh. for like a calendar or something. Oh no, for like that. for little trading cards that they each had. But I got to shoot oh, like, so I don't cute. know, like 60 something different girls. And they were all In like, my next life, I'm coming back as a lesbian who does roller derby. I've you don't, but here's the thing. You don't need to be a lesbian. No, here's they me. were like all different type I sexual preferences. Yeah, they were I, I, yeah. I, I won't let myself do roller derby unless I'm a lesbian. But you'll turn into like, white because they're all hot anyway. Like I think you like, could go as a straight girl and then just be like, "Well, I was questioning things a lot. Like I was just I was a straight them. girl, but then I met this roller derby team, and now I'm not so sure anymore. I'm not so sure. <laughs> I got 16 new tattoos, and I love the. <laughs> and here's the thing, though, too, is that like the derby girls when I was skating, best shape of my life. Like I was thinner, and my legs and my ass were like fucking tree trunks. Like, it was just ridiculous. And I was just like, oh, Skating yeah, is like, so good for all of that. Like, so good. I know. And now I'm old and I'm broken and I have sciatica. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I can barely move. So let alone ever think about skating again. You probably still have the legs and the ass. I was like a, I was a roller skating messenger boy in San Francisco for a while. For like, that was like my job during the daytime. And I would wear like little short shorts, like little sleepaway camp shorts. And then like tube socks. And my Don't roller skates, I just skate up and down those hills in San Francisco, delivering. Oh my god! And I have basically not ever exercised ever again, and I still have like the best ass. Like I think that roller skates that like, ass do is their with thing. you forever. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have the ass. I still have the legs though, which right. is weird. Yeah, these like these kind of like roller skating thighs. Yeah, stays. no, I have like I have like the thicker, like muscular legs, but the ass kind of went away, unfortunately. We need to get you more hills. I know. Actually, where we live is very hilly. Westchester County has quite a few. Like hills. the Hudson Valley. You just bust hilly. on your Small skates, mountain. then. That's what you're going to be doing if we go into another lockdown. You just start roller skating up and down those hills. I actually, I um, I pulled out my skates recently, and I like put them on and tried to skate a little bit. Ate shit within like five seconds. So I'm gonna take her on lots of winter hikes. She's gonna hate it. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be. Awesome. I'm I'm okay with it. I'm okay with so, it. Now, our last final question for you is: What is it that you're working on now? I mean, I know you might not be able to tell us everything, and we're but, also in quarantine, and we are in quarantine. Oh, oh we're about to be in like real hard quarantine again but you know just a taste of what it is that you're currently working on well i just finished shooting the the halloween series um and then yeah the the they live kind of like bonus features that i was doing and uh usually after i do that i hibernate for a while because it takes everything out of my body like i have a little bit of a cold it like physically makes me sick and i'm just like yeah uh but this year because of the way it was set up um and because I couldn't shoot everything that I wanted to, uh, I have a very, I have a good list of like maybe like 40 or 50 other films that I wanted to like kind of pay tribute to. And so I'm planning on doing one-on-one sessions all winter long and just keeping oh, it going. That. So we're going to make more horror art all winter and, um, and just keep it going. You know, plus my boyfriend loves Christmas and I don't really feel that vibe. So, <laughs> so it's my way of having like a spooky basement that I can still create in while he like decks the halls and, and you know, also puts you elves can, on shelves. 
I was gonna say you can like do a black Christmas shoot. Yeah, and... I've did I've done that film, but like yeah, I want to do you know Silent Night, Deadly Night. I, I was gonna do, say Silent Night, Deadly Night. I like you know the Jack Frost and all these things. I like um, my favorite Christmas movie is Gremlins, so we have to do like a fun Gremlins mm-hmm. one. Um, but yeah, I, I'm gonna do that, and then I yeah, like I said earlier, I'm writing um, a couple projects. Um, I'm kind of in this zone right now where I feel like technology and the way we communicate with each other has lent itself to be that we don't need so many of the middlemen to create projects anymore. You like, Mm -hmm. I did that with my photography already. So I'm like, all right, well, we're going to do it with filmmaking too. Like I can write these things. I know how to like create these images. Now I just need them to move. And um, like I've had done with like actors or people that I've wanted to work with in, in my art. Like you just, you just ask the worst anyone yeah. can ever tell you is no. So yeah. my quarantine rule is just, just ask, like if you, if yeah. you need help making something or how to do something, like I don't know how to make a movie by myself, but we can ask questions and just figure it out. And then Absolutely. the second that it's safe, I've got ideas so we can just make movies. It's the same yeah. shit I already do. Just they'll move around. You know, <laughs> and I, I love that because I have not like I used to do a lot of makeup for indie stuff with a couple of friends of mine. And I, I miss that so much. Like, it's such a fun experience and like going through all the stresses and like where you may or may not punch each other at certain points of the day. <laughs> but to see the finished product like is I, like I've seen photos that I, like photos that I've worked on and like photographers that I've worked with be like, you know, this is great, but like a, a fucking feature film or a short that you get to screen somewhere is like a whole other level. Cause yeah. I do, um, I got, I got to see my friend Louie's movie. It was at, um, like Q gardens, like cinema festival or whatever, a few years ago. And they like had this cute little screening in Q gardens, but I got to see it on a big, big fucking like theater screen and i was like that's wild yeah yeah one of the most rewarding i think like for a long time i used to joke that i wouldn't be a very good filmmaker because i'm so used to working completely by myself you know and that my art form is something where it's just so in my own brain and like i create things just one-on-one or like one-on-one like a little group of people or whoever i'm working with um but one thing that i've learned in the last you know, eight, nine months that we've been going through the situation that we have is that how much I missed working with other human beings and like, mm-hmm. and having a little community um, to just to like throw ideas at, or just to like kind of all come together to create a thing is really, really, really beautiful. And I'm tired of my, just myself, you know, like just like doing everything <laughs> alone. And it, and I've got this great community, um, you know, as you guys do too. Like, I feel like, horror community in general we're so loving and supportive of each other and oh yeah we are yeah. all so hungry any artist i know right now is starving like yeah. like after friends of mine are starving and some of us literally are starving you know but like we are like we want to we want to come together we want to make things and i think that this incubation period is going to be great for a boom of all of us can you imagine yeah. we can actually like all just like touch each other's hands again without freaking right? out <laughs> and just like throw blood on each other and be like, I just scream. You know, we've got shit yeah. to say. We and yeah. And we have all this like kinetic or like this potential energy just storing and storing. And we can when we can release it, I think beautiful things are gonna happen. So Absolutely. I'm I'm so excited for when we're able to kind of come out of everything again, how um inspired everyone's gonna yeah. be. And 
and luckily, I mean, we are, we're not too far from one another. Uh, we're up, we're up in Westchester County. So when this is all finally over, we can get together and, and yeah. actually hang out now that we've yeah. created this, this wonderful connection. I mean, I mean, I've known Maddie, but whatever, but this is oh, <laughs> whatever, whatever. Maddie. Whatever. Um, whatever. Uh, That's often <laughs> what I hear, you know, I know your boyfriend, but whatever. <laughs> it's like oh maddie but, <laughs> you know but it's wonderful to get to have yeah. this opportunity to speak with you and to get to know you and yeah. and you know it's it's great because i mean we, we found this before but being able to talk with people from like your own people people from your horror community it it is so natural it does feel like you know you you've all just kind of known each other forever so we you know when this is all over we can totally get together and and hang out and yeah. preach. <laughs> I just want to create shit. Like, yeah. seriously, it's been so bad. Yeah, absolutely. And that's how I hang out. It's always kind of like, people always ask me like, oh, like we could like go and do a thing. I'm like, yeah, like I'll bring my camera and we're going to like, I'm like, no, like <laughs> I have a really hard time with like delegating, like when it's like just hang out with your friends time and when it's time to create time. I'm like, always down to always create. create time. Always. So. so yeah. We'll just... She knows I'm a Taurus. I can't stop. So <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm a very much so go with the flow type of person. So whatever mm. happens, I'll be there. I'm like I'm a Taurus. I'm like I, I have a wig in the car. Like listen, <laughs> <laughs> perfect. That's all we ever need. Just so just a hungry queen but, with a wig in the car. That's, <laughs> that's all she wants. <laughs> but Chris, I wanted to say thank you so much for joining us today. It's Absolutely. been a lovely, wonderful interview. Seriously. It's been about two hours. Oh my <laughs> God, I know. It's like, I need a cigarette real bad. Oh no. <laughs> but we, we, had, we had such fun talking with you and I hope that you had as much fun I talking with us. Anytime, you guys. Thank you so much. Yay. Absolutely. And we're, we're very looking forward to whatever you create this winter. And also when the quarantine is lifted and we can all be friends in real life. Absolutely. Yeah. Go brother we're skating looking, with some blood. We're always looking for excuses to like just take the Metro North down <laughs> and visit our friends in the city. So uh, before we let you go, can you please plug your Patreon as well as your social medias yeah. for all of the people out there? It's all pretty easy as long as you spell my name right. Uh it's it's like, everything is uh just chris fox k-r-y-s-f-o-x it's only one x because i'm not a porn star i'm an artist and it's <laughs> um, k-r-y-s like you're calling a radio station if you need to remember it. that's how i used to teach kids when i was in third grade uh k-r-y-s <laughs> uh, but it's yeah patreon.com slash k-r-y-s-f-o-x and then instagram i have a chris fox page and i have a chris fox photography page that's like a baby page so that i can put selfies up and like pictures of like you know dumb things like dogs and food and things on my other page and not have it like eclipse my art so uh so yeah chris fox chris fox photography same thing with like twitter and all that stuff um follow beautiful yeah wonderful thank you so much chris we're we are going to ask you to go back into the spirit world okay i'll try we're gonna we're gonna close out our little ouija board it's very dark and crowded in here (laughs) (laughs) and no one is social distancing it's it's a lot like my butthole (laughs) something dark and dank (laughs) back into the spirit world be gone spirit get your sage and your palo santo get out of (laughs) here goodbye you guys Bye. bye 
And that was our interview with the fantastic and talented Chris Fox. And wonderful. Like, fucking wonderful. I love him. We had a really, really fantastic time interviewing him. But truly, it was such a pleasure and and so much fun. It really felt like we've known each other forever. Yeah, very seriously. And I think that's kind of the beautiful thing about the horror community and the like queer horror community specifically is that it's all very natural because we're all kind of in this shit together and there aren't there's a decent amount of folks but like not a whole hell of a lot and I feel like once you find that like kind of kinship it well, yeah. blossoms into something beautiful well especially because you already have something similar you already yeah. have something in common so it's not so difficult to find things that you can talk about because you already know that you can talk about horror, you can talk yeah. about art, uh, because they are very synonymous. with. And, like, other. we touch base, like, even kind of, like, slightly during our interview, I am an awkward human being in real life, but when it comes to, like, talking to my kinfolk, I'm like, all right, this is fine. Like, I could talk to you about this shit forever because we, this is what I know. Yeah. And I have trouble connecting to, like, quote-unquote normal people because of that but it's comfortable it's comfortable to talk to people who you can identify with because you know that at the end of the day they're not going to judge you at all for who you are not that it matters (laughs) ultimately because i think that we are the kind of people who like whatever fuck you if you want to judge me fine but they but going into a situation knowing that they're that you're not going to be judged because the people that you're talking to identify with you it is very fluid it's so much easier to have a conversation that way so um (laughs) so (laughs) we are very happy to have had chris on the podcast and shout out to maddie glitterati who we love very much because maddie is chris's boyfriend who put us in touch with chris and one day we will eventually have maddie on the podcast as well to talk about his his role in killer because he's an actor Actor. He's an actor. He is. And a fist tour. A fist tour, yes. <laughs> if you haven't had the opportunity to watch Killer Unicorn, I suggest you do it before our next episode. Correct. Because I'm not going to tell you who our next guest is, but they. They do... may have had some association with the film. May have had some association. There is a chance that they have some kind of association but also... with Killer Unicorn. We love Killer Unicorn because it got to showcase a lot of local local drag performers. Absolutely. Um, namely, I want to I want to shout out Isis Vermouth. I mean, who doesn't want to shout because out Isis we are Vermouth. Hudson Valley folks. We love and Isis. Isis is a wonderful Hudson Valley performer who has done a lot for the drag scene up here. Yeah, I want to say I mean, like she's, she's definitely kind for... of like. She's done a lot for the whole queer scene. I mean, she's... Queer been, scene in general, but, yes. like, yeah, definitely. I mean, being, like, leading up a lot of, like, HIV testing yeah. and, and getting people to vote. And, you know, she's she has been a staple of the Hudson Valley queer community for a while. And and it was so wonderful to see her on, I know. on the screen. It was so cute. But also, it was great to watch Lady Havoc get murdered, so... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Lady Havoc, if you're listening to this, I know you're not. If you're listening to this, we loved watching. I you loved die. watching you choke to death on your own wig. It was great. Well, <laughs> imagine if like she actually listened. I hope day. she does. 
She I, would never. I love Lady Havoc. She would never. And I also loved watching her get murdered. I mean, who doesn't love... Like, I would love they watching you get murdered. They are not mutually exclusive. Honestly. <laughs> I would love watching you get murdered. I think that would be fun. I think I would do well. I don't think he would. I feel like he would overcompensate. I think he would ham it up. Oh, 100%. Which is... But it would make uh, for good television. Uh, depends <laughs> on how you look at it. Anyway, do you have any any good shit for me? Oh, I have some you have good, good shit. shit. You have that good so, shit? I have that good shit. So, everybody, get ready. Clearly we've cracked into the rosé after the Prosecco because I'm a little drunk. And there's our talkie crunch for that <laughs> evening. So, for I have I have something fun for our spoopy stuff today. So, all right, let's do it. Here, here it comes. Get ready for the intro to spoopy stuff. I'm feeling best. What you're about to see may disturb you. So. So today for spoopy stuff, I have something specific because Pacific, something Pacific as opposed to Atlantic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, I'm bringing this up mainly because I know that you don't like remakes, but also this isn't necessarily a remake. What is this? What is this garbage? This is. I'm about to show you the. Newest trailer for the next Halloween movie. Girl. Because I liked the last Halloween movie. This is just me. Why do you like this? I liked it. I did. I enjoyed it. I'm very glad that we're not in a romantic relationship (laughs) because it would never work. So. Like, I feel like my friends, I could argue with it. Like, my friends and, like, People who I associate as close family. I feel like I could argue with you guys about this shit, but like my partner, I don't know if I could tolerate that. See, I just, I do love the new Halloween movie. And the reason that I do love it is because it isn't, I'll be over here. Eating it isn't necessarily, necessarily a remake. It's a continuation of the first movie. It is a separate timeline, which was garbage. I liked it. So, <laughs> so this is the newest trailer that has just dropped. And when I say just dropped, I mean like a while ago. But. <laughs> and I love how I still haven't seen it. Because clearly I like mentally blocked it out. Because I was like, oh no, I'm not going to do this. Alright, I'm seeing some fucking balloons. I'm seeing a fucking house on fire. A sad bitch. I mean, they should let it burn. Okay. What the fuck was that? All right, so that was the, that was a little teaser. What the fuck was that? A little teaser we had there, right? Okay, but now this one, number two, teaser number two, released two weeks ago. Okay, teaser number two.
right, coming up. You know, I'm... <sighs> I'm not excited. I'm not... What the fuck are you Sorry. doing? <laughs> when this fits, I, I'm not excited. It is what it is. I, I know that you and I will fundamentally disagree on our feelings about remakes. And I think this is just kind of like how we are as people. Mm-hmm. You're more willing to give things a chance. I, I am not. And I feel like this kind of like ties into how we are as humans. Uh, correct. <laughs> um, I, I definitely am more willing to give things a chance. Although, there are definitely remakes that I do not agree with and that I vehemently dislike. Like what? Um, I thoroughly in- thoroughly disagree with the Rob Zombie remake of Halloween as well as um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street remake I really did not enjoy. Um... I think, Can I tell you, I honestly blocked that out of my mind so much that I forgot it exists. Yeah. But my, my biggest thing is, I, I, I don't think I need exposition or backstory when it comes to a villain. I think it ultimately cheapens the story. So, for me, the, the, the Rob Zombie Halloween was just, like, gratuitous and just over yeah. the top. And, I mean, some great gore, some great kills in the movie well like i even i went to go see it in theaters like i i want to give things a chance sometimes but i was very un unblown away see i the thing i like about this new branch of the halloween franchise is that it it continues just after the first movie the sec like the second movie and on doesn't it hasn't happened it's literally just the first movie and then this storyline. And I kind of enjoy that. I kind of enjoy this um, this, this idea of Michael Myers as this just kind of <laughs> entity that nobody really knows anything about. He's just this person who is stalking Laurie Strode. We don't know why. We but don't also, know what it is about we, it. Have we really talked about who your favorite like slasher is? I don't know if we have. Because I don't even know if I know. Because I feel like it's kind of a tie-up between Ghostface and Michael Myers. So, my favorite slasher is probably a tie-up between Ghostface and Jason Voorhees. Um, is it really? Yeah. For some reason, I kind of saw you as a Michael Myers. No, I do. I like my, Michael Myers. But I think, for me, Jason Voorhees just has more... Of an allure to him. Okay. Because I think that Michael Myers... I think Michael Myers has become so muddied over the the, the years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Jason has always kind of contained his... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Has always kind of contained this uh, sensibility about his character in okay. terms of like... like Jason Voorhees is just a killing machine that's all he is there's no it's just it doesn't matter who it is he's gonna kill whereas eventually over over time Michael Myers kind of became this like I'm seeking out my family and I'm going to I'm going I'm seeking out my family specifically and those are the people that I'm gonna hunt down which is why I like this kind of new timeline of like we don't know he doesn't like we 
in in this new timeline, he's not related to Laurie Strode. Or if he is, they haven't disclosed that. We don't know why he's going after her. And I I enjoy that. I enjoy this kind of mystique about my slashers because ultimately at a certain point when you when you give us all the exposition, it's not really scary anymore. It's kind well, of predictable. Because I feel like for some reason in recent times they've tried to humanize a lot of slashers. And I don't I don't need that. I don't want that. I want them to be like unpredictable killing machines. Yeah. And like I say that, however, my favorite slasher is Freddy. But I think I think it's just like the idea of not being able to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Because that is like a human, like a human function that you need. And I think that the idea of like not being able to fall asleep at night because you could die is something incredibly creepy to me and for some reason that always really resonated. Yeah. Um I I, I, I do I do identify with that. I do get it. I I also I've I think never Freddy been a was a, big, little, a little ruthless. Yeah. I've never been a big Nightmare on Elm Street fan. I love Nightmare on Elm Street, but I'm not like it wasn't the thing that was always that I was always so drawn to and I think a lot of people are in the same boat as you. A lot of people love Freddy like, yeah. so much. And I get it. Freddy's definitely my fave. Yeah, I get it. But I, there's something about the, the stoic, silent slasher that Mm-mm. excites me. Um, I lost some shit talking with my kills. Well, but so like for me, like Friday the 13th, I love Pamela Voorhees. Pamela Voorhees is... I mean, because ultimately, Friday the 13th, you know, you, you start with with Mrs. Voorhees, who is so calculated, so cold, and such a badass bitch. I love, yeah, I, listen, I love me a a cold, calculating woman who is just out there to spill some guts down for it. So you already got me on the hook there. And then number two, you come in with number two, you have now Jason who comes to avenge his mother. <coughs> thoroughly enjoy it I, I a lot of fun and then from there it just becomes a bloodbath which i'm not mad about um and then you get to yeah. and then you get to friday the 13th the new blood ah oh, my favorite one but anyway um <laughs> that's choice it is a choice but i love it so like there's like there's just something about jason that i that i enjoy in terms of like there's no there's really no rhyme or reason it's just he is a killing machine and he's going to go out and he's going to kill people and that's what it is and i love that i mean fair that could be like literally anything though yeah i i I don't know like i think that we're gonna kind of like fundamentally disagree about this because i like i like a little like um personal vendetta i i like that kind of personal vendetta yeah, it can be good. It depends. And and like Freddie, such a shit talker, and I loved it. <laughs> well, I, I feel like we should wrap it. Though. Yeah, I don't think that we have like we could just talk about this forever. So I think we should kind of this wrap has been it up. A long enough episode because Absolutely. Chris Fox took up a wonderful amount of our time, uh, which I would do all over again. All over again. I feel like we. This is the first time we talked to him. 
Yeah. Like, ever. Yeah, it was wonderful. And he was quite delightful. I loved having him as guest, and I look forward to seeing what he does in the future. Absolutely. So make sure that you follow him on the social media. Like, seriously. They're, they're, he does have some really <coughs> fantastic And who knows, maybe one day we'll be able to bully him into collabing one day. That would be really lovely. That would be cute. Take pictures of me. <laughs> um, so, Dottie, you've taken enough pictures of yourself. You've all uh, seen them. But it's different when I take a picture of my butthole and when someone else takes a picture of my butthole. But, like, here's the thing is that it's not just your butthole. Like, I saw the outline of your dick and your whole balls. That's fine. That's nothing. You have big balls. I do. So. Good for you. <laughs> before we wrap this up, I just want to <laughs> remind you where you can find us. We are on Instagram at I spit in your mouth. All one word, all spelled correctly. I am on Instagram as Dottie Spartans. That's at D-O-T-T-Y-S-P-A-R-T-A-N-S. And I am on Instagram at Gulia Spartans. G-H-O-U-L-I-A-S-P-A-R-T-A-N-S. Because we are a non-sexual married couple, I guess. It's true. It's bad. Yeah. It, it really got to the point the other day. Oh, where we met up and we went out well i, I we met you after you finished your nails to yeah. get coffee well i brought coffee to you after you after, finished your nails yeah. and then i was like i want to stop at walmart so we went to walmart and then, and then we I went was to like, bed bath and beyond let's go to bed bath beyond and then we're like okay let's go get dinner <laughs> it was it was a very like hetero moment and it kind of freaked us both out i think at the end of the day a little bit a little bit um but also if you love our podcast or you hate our podcast but here's the thing if you hate our podcast leave us a one-star rating but tell us why yes don't be that hater that left us left us a one star and did not tell didn't us why. tell us any reason like if you hate us as people even just be like i think you're both garbage people and i, I will accept that because we are but um but please make sure that you rate and review this podcasts if you if you can that would be on like apple podcasts uh because it helps us or to... follow us on spotify or you can follow us on spotify that's always that's always good listen to us on spotify because we are on apple podcasts we are on spotify we're on google podcasts we're on stitcher radio we're on a bunch of different other I, apps as well i don't well. know what any of those mean <laughs> and if you want to give us some feedback or you want to uh, suggest someone that we interview in the future, you can always email us at I spit in your mouth podcast at gmail.com. We love suggestions because usually it's Sadi texting me being like, Hey, who are we getting on? And I'm like, uh, uh, I don't know. I'm not going to respond because I'm going to shut down. And then I just find someone. <laughs> and we love that. We love it. Uh, so I just, we would up. love some recommendations. If you know someone who is particularly ooky and or spooky, and you want them to be on our podcast, just let us know. We will we'll do our best to make it happen. And um, other than that, I don't think we have any other social medias that they could do. Yeah, I don't think so either. No. So um, just share this with your friends. Share this with your grandma. And your enemies. Yeah, if you really hate someone, make them listen to this because it's a and lot. And honestly, at the end of the day, I just want you all to... Creep, creep it real! real.